Welcome back to other nonsense. So today we actually have our first guest. Um, Woo! The person screaming in the background is Sorry. Uh, Dr. Annie St. John Stark, assistant professor at uh, Thompson Rivers University in Kamloops, BC, and also my former history professor. And I'm super excited that she's joining us today. She's pretty fun and was the teacher of some of my favorite classes, even though I only got to take like three in the entire four years I was there. <laughs> that was a bit sad. But I knocked my assignments out of the park, so hey, that blog yes, was killer. That, that, blog was, that blog was pretty dope. I made it count. Yeah. I made my time count. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. Hey, it's good to be here. Yeah. It's my first podcast. That's exciting. I mean, a lot of academics are jumping in now, so this is what we want. This is our goal. This is, this is something we've been working towards, was having uh, people on the podcast. So I guess for anybody who's jumping in right now who doesn't know what other nonsense is, and for Annie, if you don't know what other nonsense is, this is kind of our side sideshow, um, which is an appropriate term. <laughs> um, it's our sideshow to Panastoria, uh, where we just talk about whatever we feel like. And I thought it would be a fun way to have guests on talk about maybe things that are relevant that we've talked about in the season, but uh, or just people that we want to talk to about random stuff. So you're our first guest because you're pretty cool. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I figured you'd have fun stories to tell. And uh, also, I think your research is interesting and I want to know more, so. I, th I think Annie got a name drop in the first episode. Did I? I think you did. Oh, I, I did. I, I think I'm actually so, pretty yeah. sure you did. It was in the first couple, for sure. It was the Galileo, what you're talking about? Yeah, it was that one for sure, because uh, I based that episode on the blog I wrote for you, or did for you. That's right, yeah, because because that was uh, the history of, uh, that was the... Logic and belief and yeah, because yeah. I needed philosophy credits to graduate because <laughs> reasons. And um, <laughs> so that class was perfect. <laughs> it fit. It actually it was, fit. I'm going to teach yeah. it again this, this uh, I think it's on the schedule for... Ooh, it might actually be on the schedule for fall. You should Hopefully make our feel. podcast required listening. All right, you know, actually, that makes perfect sense. All right, serendipity. Yeah, that does make perfect sense. It would be really good. I, I will actually put that as part of the sources, but it is being offered this year. I'm pretty sure it's this fall. I mean, you're also still welcome to use my blog. I think I gave you permission a while ago when you passed, but yeah, no, that actually, that class was cool. I was a little bit like unsure going into it. Um, medieval philosophy and history is not really my jam traditionally. So I was well, like, okay, we'll see. I've been listening to but... some of the podcasts though, and you and Jonah seem to have a pretty good, pretty good, pretty sweet situation going on. You're, you're able to, to look at a lot of historical stuff for sure. So even if that's not your jam, you're doing pretty well. Oh no, I, I more meant just specifically medieval time. Uh, oh that, yeah, that time period. Um, yeah, thank you. we have we've done we've done one episode set like before a certain time. We've we've done one episode in the medieval. Yeah, it era. does seem well, a bit two, I guess, because we did the two the yeah, two not crusades. To be critical of the, the podcast, um, but it seems a little imbalanced. There's a lot of a lot yeah. of modern stuff. Yeah. But that's me, right? That's just me saying, hey, you can totally do more early modern medieval stuff. For oh, sure. I mean, some of, it, some of it's just uh, been interest like level. Yeah. And also, like, so our most recent season, I guess, if you haven't gotten to it yet, because it was the anniversary of, like, like big anniversaries of the collapse of communism in Eastern Europe. Yeah. And, like, the fall of the Berlin Wall, we decided to do our whole season on it. Yeah. Because it lined up with a lot of 
uh, anniversary. So it was really cool because it was our first time having, having like a full theme for a season. Usually we just kind of jump around and do whatever we feel like. And we've also tried to talk about some conflicts that honestly people don't talk about very much anymore. Like Korean War doesn't get a lot of coverage. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. So um, that was part of those like motivations. But then, yeah, so season three, we wanted to talk about the reshaping of Europe, basically. Oh, uh, heck yeah. In the 90s. And so, and we'd already done the the Yugoslav episode. So it was actually kind of interesting to do this after. Um, yeah, see, those, that, that, those realms are are kind of foreign to me, really, because I spend so much time looking at early modern stuff, particularly. Although with looking at trauma and catastrophe, I'm certainly looking at a lot more 20th century stuff. I remember, I, I remember, like, do, do, you, do you guys still do the colloquiums at Terry? Uh, the Faculty of Arts Colloquium? Yeah. Yeah, we still do. Although I think in the past year, they put it on hiatus. Yeah, a little bit. We're getting to reworking it. I remember one of the first ones I went to was yours and you were talking about like shell shock and like the evolution yeah. of shell shock. Yeah. So I and, look a lot at that stuff. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So in that way, I'm looking at a lot more modern stuff. What I really want to watch actually is I'd like to watch um, the Chernobyl series. And once I'm done marking, <laughs> I have a stack next to me. One day. Oh my gosh. We're, oh, okay. We're, anyway, we're praying for you. Yeah, please pray harder. Pray <laughs> hashtag, harder. Hashtag, hashtag thoughts and prayers. <laughs> okay. So anyway, that's like that's small beans compared to a lot of stuff people are going on going through right now. But for I sure. would like to watch Chernobyl. I'd like. I know. To watch I know the, the pain of. I know the pain of marking though. Yeah, you, you know. It's I'd like worst. to watch more of the catastrophe stuff and. Yeah films and documentaries and things like that yeah that is really interesting to me i i don't know if i told you but last time i talked to you well i probably i don't know if you i told, told you. me about was it about a book about hurricane katrina because yeah okay so yeah you did tell me about it i haven't listened i got it on audible i haven't listened to it yet uh but i wanted to yeah it's it's a really good listen for i'm sure. really fascinated because i've kind of always been fascinated by the city by, by new orleans yeah. um i became a saint so i'm I have a mixed relationship with football, but I love it. Um, it's just like, ethically, it's interesting for me. But um, I love it. And I was kind of a Dolphins fan when I was like little because my uncle was always a Dolphins fan. And he was like my favorite football watching person. And my mom was a Cowboys fan. And that just felt wrong. Oh. And uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so then I remember like the first like game I kind of remember like really watching like as somebody who can like officially sort of choose a team for reasons other than like your friend likes it or something yeah, yeah was the first game back in the superdome after katrina and Great. the new orleans saints as like a team mean a huge amount to the city of new orleans like so i actually watched a documentary or like a, it was like a really short video it was, i think it maybe was like 15 minutes there's this channel called cheddar and uh they explained like the superdome and kind of like its history and how it was like a big project that it kind of reminded me of like our episode on huey long jonah it was one of those like big ambitious projects to put Louisiana on the map and put New Orleans on the map as a city and yeah. trying to like make it a big thing. And uh, in the eighties, obviously Superdomes were like a big thing to build. So Houston's their biggest rival. So the Astrodome was, so I was really interested in like, I didn't know any of that history, obviously at the time I was much younger, but um, I remember just watching it and being like, and just sort of seeing like 
and you sort of felt all of the like emotion of the city in that game because it was like they didn't know you know if football was ever going to return because they thought the team was actually going to sell like they thought Tom Benson was going to sell the team and there was just all this like stuff and it was it was so like fraught and then they ended up actually be getting good for once because they were shitty before that so it all kind of came together and like I mean I became a fan of that team around that time and so I've sort of always been interested in New Orleans and like Katrina history because it was like one of those catastrophes I think I was in like grade seven and so I remember it pretty well like 9-11 as Jonah and I have talked about on a a different other nonsense uh yeah episode actually um But we talked, like, that was the first, like, real tragedy I experienced, and I remember it very well, and my life has very much been shaped by it. I watched it on live TV at the breakfast table in grade three, but I remember it, so I remember it very well, but I was really little. Uh, I mean, eh, maybe I was grade five, four, five, Um, I was young, so I didn't really understand all of it. (laughs) Um, So that was was 2005. Well, Katrina was was 05, yeah, and September 11 was 01, so. Yeah, yeah, 05. Yeah. Oh, you're. I thought you were older than that. I'm twenty. Sorry. I'm twenty. I turned twenty-seven on March seventeenth, twenty twenty. My pandemic birthday was my twenty-seventh birthday. Wow. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So, I remember a lot of. Uh, I remember a lot of these things, and so. So what um, do you remember? What do you each remember about? Which wow. one? Wow. Any pick a disaster, pick a catastrophe, and what do you remember oh, specifically? I already, I already talked about it quite a bit in that other. Nine eleven one. Other, yeah um uh i was the first one to see in, in my house to see what was going on and i woke everyone up yeah uh, and then we got i remember going to school and everyone was super confused yeah. about what was going on and like because nobody knew what was going on uh live on tv i saw the first plane hit or the second plane hit the towers like a lot of other people did yeah. and like even the news anchors like couldn't grasp what was going on they were just so shocked yeah i remember all that um and then just months and months of seeing the images over and over again yeah on tv that i remember like very vividly because they showed it all the time so yeah that's most of what i remember is that yeah i was the first one to see and i woke everyone up because yeah like even at that age i was in grade three even at that age, I knew something like this was, uh, this is bad. And also I went to ground zero a couple of years later. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. um, they were probably just still, they're still clearing out rubble. A couple of the buildings that are now demolished were still standing. Yeah. Yeah. There are a couple of uh, buildings. I remember that had been damaged by fire. Yeah. And they stood for quite a while, and then finally they're like, you know what, there's no point. Like, we, we got to get rid of these. So those are still standing, but they weren't used. Yeah. So I remember that, and I remember they had that massive cross oh, made out yeah. of bits of the rubble. Yeah. Uh, it was really weird to be down there because it was quiet. Other than the construction and everything, and like surrounding Manhattan, it was quiet. Yeah. And it was a pretty eerie. So that I remember a lot better than. Yeah. Well, you would have been a yeah. bit older and a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Most kids start picking up. Also, forming memories. More, right. There's around. also more sensory experience because you're actually physically there. Yeah, you are for sure. Do you guys remember, like, Jonah, you were 
uh, able to remember some things. So do you remember seeing people jumping or falling? I do. They didn't, I do. They didn't show that on the TV, at least what, what I was watching. I think. Okay. I think by the time that they were showing that kind of stuff, I was at school. Okay. Yeah. So what I remember, yeah, because where were you at the time, Jonah? Like where How's that? where were you living? At the when 9-11 yeah. happened? We hadn't gone with Cirque du Soleil yet. Okay. So um here. Oh yeah, Annie, by the way, I toured with Cirque du Soleil for two years. Like what the, wait, yeah. how does that like, how do you how does that while you're talking I'm, and I'm still processing yeah. our conversation, I hear that and I'm thinking, wait, what? Yeah. Okay, wait. Okay. My mom just in short, I've, I've said this on the podcast, but like briefly, because I'm saving it so that I can fully talk about yeah. it. But the short version is my mom dated the clown wow. on one of the shows. Wow. And uh, and the my mom's partner, she, she said, come with me and take the boys. Oh, cool. So my brother and I, my mom, my brother and I, and my mom's partner toured a sleigh for two years. Awesome. So yeah, um, that's why whole episode at some point. Yeah, yeah, that's what. But that's why I was in New York. That's why. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna I was say. I was actually. Places. I was gonna say like that's why you were in New York, but uh, probably. So what about you, Lindsay? Anyway, yeah. So I remember very. I like remember exactly what I was doing. So I was sitting at my kitchen. We lived. Um. Okay. So I was born in Strathmore. And then when I was really little, we moved to Lethbridge, but we moved back to Strathmore when I started kindergarten or when I started grade one. So I did kindergarten in Lethbridge area and then we moved back here. So we were living in the town at the time. And then when I was in grade seven, we moved out to our first farm, which was like the original farm that my parents lived on and my great grandparents lived on, they settled. And then we've, when I turned, basically six months before I moved to BC, my parents built a new house. Oh. Um, yeah. But anyway, so that's how we were living in, in the town. And I went to the elementary school, which is just down the street. And um, I remember sitting so I could stay at my house like longer, like I didn't have to go to school super early because it literally was a three minute walk. Yeah. And so I remember sitting at the breakfast table and the way our house was built, actually, ironically, the table I'm sitting at right now. Uh, <laughs> I remember like the, t the way the TV our house was, was like where the kitchen table was, there was like half, like a half wall and you could see out over the living room. Okay. Yeah, so it's kind of like a yeah yeah and so our tv was like on a, a wall mount and kind of in the corner and kind of then behind us was like the behind me was like the kitchen and then like there's a little hallway in my bathroom and so my mom could see the tv in the mirror kind of like you could kind yeah. of see it yeah and so uh, i remember sitting and eating breakfast and my mom was in the bathroom and the news was on because she always watched the news in the morning so she'd have the news on because she was in the bathroom and she could see the tv and at the time she was blow drying her hair though. So she didn't hear anything or like really see, she was just busy, didn't notice. And I was like, what the hell? Cause I focused in on New York and I, I saw both planes hit actually. Okay. Yeah. So I saw both planes. I saw the first one and I was like, wait, what? And that, or I saw like just after it hit, like really like as they'd started going there kind of. And I was like, this is weird, but yeah. eating my breakfast, I'm little, I don't really know. Yeah. So I'm like eating breakfast and whatever and I'm like watching but like clearly something's wrong like there's something's going on yeah and then the second plane hits and that's when my mom like came out of the bathroom and was like holy shit and because I didn't have to go to school for a while 
I just like sat and kept, we kept watching. And I remember, I don't really remember the timeline super well, just cause like I was little, but I very vividly remember watching people running out of the towers. I, yeah. remember them, I really, re I remember them collapsing. Like I remember that. Yeah. Um, I also did see people jumping because at the time, cause I was watching the whole broadcast basically like from the start, people started jumping after the first plane. Yeah. So I saw that they hadn't cut that off yet. Yeah, you, I don't think I already told Lindsay, I don't know if I did or not, but in the class, um, I teach this course on catastrophe and, and trauma. You sort of told me about the class, yeah. Yeah. It's because I, I you developed also, it after I left. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Rude. Rude. <laughs> Sorry about that. So uh, just, yeah. teach our, just teach our podcast. It'll be fine. I will. I will. Because I'm going to teach that course again. Um, so. I think I remember I our, Chern our Chernobyl episode is pretty fucking dope. So I'm going to, I can't wait. Yeah. I'm going to totally do that. I'm going to, I don't know. I should watch the. Actually, show. all of, all of our, our genocide episodes have also been top notch, which is kind of a sad thing to say. Well, that stuff is all <laughs> fascinating, right? It's all yeah. really, really fascinating. People, I think people are fascinated in a kind of morbid way, but. I think it's because it's easy to detach when the numbers are that big. Yeah, it is. It's huge, like, right? So it's easy to separate yourself. I think for me, I when I I remember, uh, let's see, I was teaching, and I was teaching an ESL class because I I did that early, early, early on, and I remember uh, my husband coming to the classroom with a security guard. I don't know if I told you this already, Lindsay. You haven't. Uh, were no. you in Were you in BC at the time, or were you? Oh still yeah, I was here. Yeah, okay. Totally here. I wasn't. When and did you When did you start it, Terry? You ninety nine. Okay, so it was still UCC. Yeah, it was UCC. Hi, Kevin. Kevin, <laughs> how's his psychotherapy going? <laughs> I think that answers your question. He doesn't sit still. Yeah, I figured. Jonah, you're gonna have to get that video for sure. He looks a little angry. I will. So yeah, I had to, my husband showed up and knocked on the door. I didn't know it was him until the door opened and he's there with a security guard. And I'm thinking, fuck, fuck, <laughs> pardon my language, but that's not normal. He's never done that before. We, so. swear on, we swear on this podcast. It's fine. Oh, good. Okay. So good. Yay. So he, and he, he motioned me out of the room and I went out of the room and I told all my students to just hang on and I went out there and he said, so your mom's been really trying to reach you. There's been, the United States seems to be like maybe under attack or something and the World Trade Towers have been hit. And I don't remember if he said anything about Pentagon yet or, or not. And he said, it's a really big deal Real, like really, really big and pretty serious, it looks like. So so at that point I went in and I said, okay, everyone, something's happened in the United States. We're gonna, I'll, I'll just cancel the rest of the class right now. I left, I canceled the rest of the class and we walked over to the Arts and Education Building, which you are familiar with, Lindsay. My and second home. On the third floor, they had a like a staff lounge that had a television in it. Was it where the grotto was? Yes. I missed that. That was all walled off. Yeah, that's where it was. That was all walled off. It's an abomination now. Yeah, I know. It's got some pretty nice furniture in it, but it's not the same. So I watched it in there, and I watched, I watched the towers 
the first tower fell, I think, in that room. And it's just like, oh my God, what the hell is I was really freaked. And I then remember, oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, well go ahead. I remember watching a tower fall and I don't remember whether or not I watched it live or like that day. That but, day, yeah. It's hard to remember but order. It's entirely possible that I watched one live because I feel like I remember having a moment of silence at school. So like my school acknowledged it. Like we talked about it kind of like my teacher, like kind of talked about it a little bit because that day. Yeah. Like that morning. And so like, I feel like we probably could have had footage on at school at some point, like maybe in an assembly. Like, I don't know. Cause I don't remember, but I feel like there's a possibility that I watched that live. I just don't remember the timeline. So like, but I remember watching a tower fall. Other things I remember too are like uh, randomly. I remember Alan Jackson coming out with a song very shortly after. And I remember that song yeah. really well. Like it's obviously, I know it now, but like yeah. I just remember that really vividly. And I remember um, Toby Keith did too. Like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was like way more patriotic and less good. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a little Wasn't more there... weird. It's a little yeah. more chain rattly. That was more of a wartime song. Yeah, but, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, but they did. Yes, for mm-hmm. sure. It's interesting and, to hear like, you guys talk about this. Stuff. And like, for Springsteen also has the song, but I also know that more in hindsight than I did at the time. Yeah, because I didn't really fall in love with Springsteen until now. Until you know, now. it makes sense that you're. It's interesting to hear you guys talk about this stuff, and then to as you're talking, ordering your memories, like a like trying to figure out when you remembered it and whether or not you're remembering it as something as happening after you became aware of it or whether you were aware of it while it was going on i think that just has something to do with like what jonah said just the immense amount of coverage yeah and i think that's i think that's a thing now with like these types of catastrophes and like these types of uh, events is just like there's it's overwhelming there's so much like it's hard to remember when if you saw something live or if you saw it because like the news cycle is 24 hours a day and you could well you could watch it all the time and you could yeah, yeah and i remember this has stuck with me i remember i was in junior high at the time and uh we had a guest speaker come to the, the school do you remember those uh dare days or whatever yeah kind of yeah like those hey, i those, went to those stupid school dog. there was no dare days okay well you <laughs> you come into uh the yeah. guest speaker comes in and goes don't do drugs or alcohol or okay um okay your school had drugs and alcohol they just didn't have the people to tell you not to oh yeah oh for sure <laughs> yeah um the catholic school in my town like I, led led the province in like teen pregnancy for a hot minute oh yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> it's it's like it's the normal catholic school thing of if if we don't acknowledge it it doesn't exist exactly Woo! Um, no evil see no evil speak no evil I hear you. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, a dare speaker came to school, and I don't know what, I can't remember what brought him onto this topic, but he was talking about how um, the images, like, oh, it's because he was talking about, like, there are, he was talking about violent video games and how it's bad for kids, and I'm, and I'm thinking, I played violent video games since I was five, and I'm fine. Yeah. And uh, he was saying, like, uh, it was like kids between the ages of like four and eleven yeah. have trouble distinguishing fiction from reality, and it's like, huh? Um, but one of the things he said is that 
uh, they replayed the planes, the plane, go, the second plane going in the tower so much yeah. that uh, for a lot of these kids, that was multiple planes going into multiple buildings. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, and so he, he said uh, that if, if, if like these kids were to witness a plane crash into downtown Calgary, they would have been like, oh, that's no big deal. I've seen it a hundred times. Because they literally have. Yeah. Yeah. Like for them, it's a hundred different planes going into hundreds. See, for me, I understood that it was the same planes hitting the same buildings. Yeah. Like I understood that. Like that was really clear to me. I don't know if maybe that's just like hindsight, but also a product of like my family as well. Like my parents talked about it at the dinner table. Like they didn't try and hide things from me. Yeah, that may have been part of it. You know, it, I don't see, I'm really cautious and wary of, of when like somebody like that dare speaker yeah. is lumping all kids into that. Oh, he probably was. Yeah, because like you, you, I always, who can... I always think back to these like dare speakers and it's just like, we okay. Really have them. We had a couple. We had like, well, he, he, we had, we had Shivalo. He, oh, wow. He spent more time talking about how dangerous weed was than alcohol. That's the problem. I remember that. And I was just, and I'm, and now I'm at an age where I'm like, I've smoked weed like quite a bit and I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. In fact, it's actually helped me a lot. Yeah. And it's, and I'm like, it's funny that now that it's legal, how. It helped me a lot more than alcohol ever has. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, and it's like, it's funny how quickly the attitudes change. I think so. as soon as something is legalized. Yeah. It's like there was a whole population of people who were waiting for it to be legalized because they just didn't want to lose their jobs. Like, yeah. let's be honest. <laughs> I know, I know at That's least true. a dozen of those people. Yeah. Yeah. You can you can still lose your job with the RCMP apparently, but that makes sense, I mean I, guess. I mean for the police officers it makes sense, but for like admin workers and whatnot doesn't make a lot of sense to me but that's just me i definitely know like at least a dozen people who honestly like didn't they would have smoked if it was legal they were just waiting because they didn't want to lose their jobs or something like the stigma has been gone for a long time i think it's just in some ways but yeah yeah. and also the fact that medicinal cannabis has been legal in canada for 20 years has been helpful yeah yeah i've tried weed exactly twice in my life and both times I, I'm sure, wait, let me back up. I'm sure that had I persisted (laughs) and had I had somebody who could like show me or introduce me to different ways to, to do that. Yeah. Lindsay. Yeah. (laughs) If I had, it would have gone differently, but the two times that I tried it. See, I had that person. So and I got a little bit hungry and I thought, well, this is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. See, I had that person, right? I, I had those people who kind of helped with that. And so I sort of do, I try and do that now for people. Lindsay was that. Yeah. Lindsay was that person for me. Lindsay was the guide. Yeah. Yeah. I try and pay it forward for the people who did it for me. So That's yeah, I remember it's, it's part of the culture. This is a hilarious story. Like for people who don't know the podcast, Lindsay and I, we're not, it's not like this is all we do together. And like, after we're done, we're like, okay, bye. Yeah, we like, hang out a lot. For friends, we talk like every day I about figured. I figured. more than the podcast. Yeah, I figured. I think they, they should probably know that at this point though. Yeah. 
at this point, yeah, like they, they, they should be able to tell. We always we're in pretty deep now. It's our, our anniversary was yesterday, Jonah. Yeah, oh, that's right. Um, we always we always joke about stuff like get out of my head because it's like it's that bad. Oh, like geez. it can be that bad. <laughs> um, but like uh, she, I was just like, um, do you think you could introduce pot to me? Because it was like a month before it was about to be legalized, yeah, and yeah. she's like, yeah. And she's like, I know exactly what you need. You need this kind at, at this percentage and whatnot. So it's, it's, she's like, it's mild. It's more CBD. You'll be fine. I also had so a medicinal like, okay. prescription, so that helped. Yeah. And she's like, just come over. You can crash at the place. We have a guest room. So you can just crash there and so you don't have to worry about driving. And I was like, okay. So I told uh, my dad and my stepmom, I was like, uh, yeah, I'm going to be crashing at a, I, I'm going to crash at Lindsay's place we're gonna hang out and then um my stepmom shelly she goes oh you know jonah i have a buy i have a book i'd really like you to read and i was just like oh no we're not doing this like <laughs> not we're not doing this not happening, and shelly. Then, for also for reference um my i've known my shelly's known my family for like 20 years like shelly yeah shelly has been my dad's financial advisor for like a long time and then she was mine so that's actually how i know her and she just tried to set me up with jonah yeah, that's how we met. Yeah. It's because uh, Shelly was like, "Small town life." You no, know she might. She, well, Shelly's just kind of like, you know, this might be someone Jonah would fancy, and like she told me about her, and I was just like, okay, if you can get her number, if you could get her to give me, give, or give if say, you could get her number, has a lot of my for personal me. information, actually. Yeah, it's what? like if you could get it from her, get her permission, then I'll do it. And then like she's like, okay, and then like two days later, she comes with a with Lindsay's business card, and I was just like. Fuck. I'll be honest. I'm, too, I'm honestly surprised she actually asked me because she does have access to a lot of my personal information. She could have just given you my number. Yeah, <laughs> I guess, but I think she just, I she's, don't know. She's, a, so she's I, a good person. So that's. Yeah. So I sat on it for a week before I finally messaged Lindsay on Facebook. Oh, uh, but, uh, but, uh, and then we just like, we met and then we just kind of like, you know what? You're awesome. Like, let's hang out a lot more. Let's do a podcast together. And, that was about and, uh, five months after we actually met. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then, but anyway, uh, so I, um, my dad comes home that, that day that I was like, told her that I'm crashing at Lindsay's. My dad comes home and then she was like, your son is going to be staying at a lady's house or something I like that. Shelley. And, and then my dad's like, oh, Joe. She would word, she would word it like that too. <laughs> yeah. It's like, do we have to have the talk? And I was like, no, I like, no. And I didn't want to exactly say what we were doing. And I was like, they have nothing against it. Yeah. They're not neither for it nor against yeah. it. Uh, and uh, and I was just like, I don't want, I, like, I don't want to have to explain myself. Like, it's we're hanging out. Like, what, what the? And they're like, oh, it's okay. Like, look, you gotta be like. They were just giving me that that awkward. Oh my gosh. Talk. It was so fun. But then finally, I was like, we're, we're smoking pot. Please, get off my back. And then it just went silent. And my dad's like, really? It's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so how did it go? What was, your, what was your experience like? Oh, it was great. It was fine. Because I was like, I'm comfortable around Lindsay. Like, Seems it's, uh, and we, we just, like we we had we shared one yeah which i think is well we shared a couple but we shared we started off with one and she's and Lindsay was just like it should kick in in like 20 minutes yeah 
So she let me know kind of the time. So I wasn't like, is it is it kicking in? Yeah. Is it kicking in? <laughs> like I just wasn't kind of there. And then like the waiting can be weird. Yeah, and then pretty much right on the dot at twenty minutes, I was like, oh, I feel like I have a pendulum in my head. <laughs> it felt like like I would move my head like this, and it felt like the pendulum went like that. Oh, yeah, and I was just like, oh, this is kind of weird. But I wasn't like freaked out because I knew that was fine and I was like oh okay oh this is fine but it was just funny seeing my parent my my dad's reaction to saying I'm smoking pot he's just like really <laughs> like and I was just like what you expected something else other than that like come on like really wow. and now and now I smoke it like not regularly because uh but I do smoke yeah. it a fair but my the only stipulation is to like just smoke it outside and I'm like well yeah Makes That's sense. Well, I see. I just never had that chance. And I, see, the person who I did this, with, I have problems with you, anxiety and depression, so I probably wouldn't. Um, necessarily. See, I do. I do too, though, and that's actually it's helped me. Does it help? Yeah. So it's it's I've, really just all about like what you smoke. So anyway, you actually know the person who was kind of like the I was to Jonah. You actually know that person for me. It's Craig. Um, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Why does that not surprise me that it was Craig? Yeah. Right, it's like the least surprising news. Yeah. Um, I've never met Craig either, and I'm not surprised it was him. Yeah, no. So he was that person for me, really. Um, he's very, he's, he can be really laid back, and he just also has it's like caring. there's like a level of experience too, so he yeah. can just kind of get you through anything that you're feeling. Like if you start yeah. to feel shitty, he's probably been there, so he can talk you through it, yeah. and that's like the important part because. The thing I've learned, and I've really, I've never really done any other drugs. This is it. And I've, I'm interested in like mushrooms and I'm interested maybe in acid one day, but like not super. Um, hey man, Bruce, Bruce talks acid up like all the time. Uh, <laughs> he literally, he literally told me one time that if you've never tried acid, you've never lived. Oh um, my gosh. <laughs> that sounds like Bruce. Verbatim. Sounds like Bruce. Uh, at the Noble Pig, of course. Yes. Um, so sponsor us, Noble Pig, sponsor us. Um, like we, we did that episode about drugs, oh, yeah. uh, last year. And I was talking about my friends have done all sorts of different drugs. Like one of my friends did ayahuasca, what? uh, cause he was, a, he was a drug addict and it actually helped them cleanse oh. the, the toxins out of him. And, uh, and since then he says he's never had a craving for drugs again. Wow. Um, um, and then uh, my a couple of my my friend and my friend Ian and his wife Jen went to I think it was either Arizona or New Mexico. Yeah. Uh, and they had peyote. Yeah. And he and Ian's like it does take you on a spiritual journey like it does, it really does. Whoa. And he he said he said his wife he said Jen was like kind of like wow like this is amazing like kind of this and he was kind of like because they're in the middle of the desert like it's that kind of desert with the red rocks oh and everything so it's kind of that like stereotypical peyote experience but um and so they're kind of in the desert they're with people that they trust yeah, as well they're, they're so fun. uh but uh ian said it looked like the whole background like around him like the whole the horizon i guess around him looked like an oil painting that was melting oh salvador dolly like yeah, kinda. It was. He said it was. Re it was really weird. Well, he's, there's that Simpsons episode where Homer eats the insanity peppers, oh, yeah. and he goes on a journey. 
Uh, and he said it was ex- like what Homer experienced after the insanity peppers was like peyote. Really? Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> yeah. I remember that the band, the Eagles, my husband's a big fan of the band, the Eagles. I, I'm good with them. They're, they're not my like favorite or anything, but what? they, when they wrote, which one did they write? Hotel California? The Eagles. Oh yeah. Right. They, they had been doing, oh no, or when they decided the name of their, I don't remember the story, he'll know. Um, they had been doing uh, peyote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, uh, they, and it was just this fantastic experience. It's been brilliant experience. Right. So, yeah, I mean, um, I don't yeah. know if I would ever try the, think about doing anything now. Just because my husband had tried a number of things and he always had these really horrible stories mm. <laughs> horrible horrible stories and you know, like of, i don't know i don't know if i like feeling out of control like see but it's all about the experience and that's like where it's key so the thing i've learned so what i was gonna say before we got uh what I, yeah what i was gonna say was the thing i've learned about like at least i've only ever really done weed but i'm interested in others but the thing i've learned is that like the experience you get out of it is kind of like what you put into it in the sense. So like, if you go in, in the right mindset, you'll be fine. If you're okay. going in feeling like open to the experience and in a good mood and you're ready for yeah, whatever, like, you know, you're in a comfortable place, like you're say your home or you're at a friend's house or somewhere where you're comfortable. You can be there for a while. You're not in a rush, you know, yeah. um, you can be comfortable and open and just like, whatever. You'll, you'll probably have a good experience. You may not like have the best time. You may not think it's the most fun ever. You, may, you might be like, oh, okay, this is kind of whatever, like meh. Yeah. You're probably not going to have a bad time. But yeah. if you go in feeling kind of anxious, you're going to be anxious the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's it's just going to, all it's going to do is heighten the experience. See, that's what I think. So that's all it does. And so, well, not all it does, but it's a lot of what it does. And so, uh in some cases so like it's you just have to go in with like the right frame of mind like and no don't get me wrong so like cannabis has definitely helped me with things like anxiety but it's all about like things smoking like cbd and things like that that's more balanced and so like those things are more for when you are actually feeling kind of anxious yeah (laughs) yeah it makes sense but the other stuff is like you want to be the idea is you're doing it recreationally the idea is to have fun so like yeah if you're not going to be in the right frame of mind or in the right place to do it to have fun then don't do it because you're not going to have fun. Yeah. And that's kind of how I've always viewed it. And like, I, I want to, and, and because like now I'm, I'm quite comfortable with weed. I've been smoking quite like fairly frequently for a while. So it's like now, so it's okay. But at first it definitely messed me up a little more. So I had to be a little more careful because I knew that I was just a little more like out of it. And so I would just purposely put myself in slightly different positions. Um, Now it's okay for me to be in public. I have definitely full disclosure went to some public lectures in grad school's down. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling. I wasn't alone. Uh, one who's ever done that in the history of philosophy. Of yeah. And <laughs> philosophy in particular. Ooh, I'm sorry. That see, yeah. for me, I, I get philosophy. I get it. I'm not a philosopher, but that would be the last place I would try that. Oh man, it helps. <laughs> how do you think some of, how do you think some of these guys came up with the theories honestly and honestly part of the okay so i'm gonna talk a little trash about my department like just a little i don't name any names but i'll talk some trash okay Um, so 
we had we so the faculty had we had colloquiums basically just like like these like you guys did yeah. for the arts but they were required for grad students to go oh and so they were fridays at 3 30 p.m oh lord they were for an hour and a half oh, no shoot. sorry 3 p.m for an hour and a half so and it was like more way more full-on than like what you guys were doing because like what you guys are doing is like just like stuff it's like you're yeah you're presenting your research but it was more like i don't know fun um yeah and so anyways uh <laughs> after this you go because you have to and the grad chair is there so he takes attendance and you're just like just so after that there's it's an hour presentation and then half an hour of questions and i don't know if you know this about philosophers but we really like the sounds of our own voices yes yeah and so <laughs> It's hard to get her to stop talking on this podcast. No, I'm kidding. Let me just digest that for a moment. Ooh, shocking news here. Hot take. <laughs> Holy crap. Scolding hot take here. Exposure. Um, right. Scolding hot take. But anyway, uh, it's why, <laughs> why on our business cards, I'm a rogue philosopher. That's brilliant. I like that. Okay, yeah. carry on. Uh, so, yeah, the questions were awful because we had a couple, and it's like, and you can tell too where some philosophers are educated just based on like their mannerisms in a situation like this. Yeah. So, and I feel like it's probably the same with historians. Like I imagine all disciplines are a little like this, where if you know a certain program well enough, you can tell the people who come from it. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. like U of T has a reputation and Dalhousie as well and philosophy have reputations. And so for creating pompous, I'm gonna say pompous people. Um, and pompous uh, people. Okay. yeah, they're just obnoxious and like they'll ask, 10 minute questions that aren't really questions. And just, wait, 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 let me guess. First they say, say think, of every, like, think of every conference question you've be ever a, been asked. Yeah, like, it's like they're hinting that there might be a question coming, but first they're gonna preface it with everything they know first, mm -hmm. and that can take anywhere from five to eight minutes. And then at the end of it, mm -hmm. yeah. So it's like, this is what I know uh, subject in relation to what you were kind of talking about. Yeah. And like, I'm gonna talk about that for like a good five minutes. Yeah. Maybe get to a question, but then I'm gonna be really aggressive in my follow-up because I went to U of T and I'm compensating for something like. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we had that going on. And um, this particular person reminds me, honestly just reminded me of a shark, which I think gives sharks a bad name, but it like, he just, he, he, he reminded me of sharks in the sense of like someone who's just like swimming and kind of just like lurking and waiting to attack. like in this kind of setting. He's like hunting for weakness <laughs> in a conference and like, yeah, like cue the Jaws music. Like he's just waiting. And so it's like- The first the first scent of blood. Yeah. He's there. Like he definitely scared me. Like, so technically I had to, we would have had, so part of the requirement of graduating was also to pre present at one of these colloquiums, which was fucking oh, terrifying. Really? Oh Lord. But I got away with not having to because I presented at two international conferences. <laughs> so <gasps> yeah which was significantly more fun. <laughs> I can just imagine, yes. Yeah, so I got away with it. The grad chair was like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I just had to basically provide proof that I presented, which I had video proof of, so oh. um, yeah, it was fine. And like I got funding from the university, so they made that count. Um, they didn't really honestly hammer on that requirement. They were sort of reforming the grad program in my after my year because it was clearly not really working like super well. And so, uh, but the colloquiums are still sort of a thing. Um, on a Friday afternoon. Yes. Yeah. So as a result, 
Um, I had class, even when I was in courses, I think I only had a class on Fridays, like in the morning. So I lived close to campus, so I just went home. But most of the time I would meet my friend, Darby, shout out Darby. I'd meet my friend Darby and we would, because he had to go to the cloakrooms too. And we would (laughs) go to here or to Louis, the, I almost called it heroes. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I went to Louis, uh, named after Louis Riel. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, we went to Louis and we'd have like five or six drinks and like usually I'd have like a couple like bong reps before I left my house and we'd have like a drink or a couple drinks like in a short period of time and then we would go to the colloquium. How would you even stay awake? Seriously. Don't know. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, sometimes it was sometimes the colloquiums were okay. It just like honestly we mostly just sort of like mocked other people. I don't know. We just I don't know what we did. We just, honestly, the focusing on the having to focus, like the attention it took to focus oh. was actually what got us through probably. Like it actually made you have to focus on something. <laughs> oh. And so, yeah. Um, there was this other time too where, uh, so edibles used to really, really get me. Like, and this what one time. Wait, 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 back up. Get you how? Like, like what really is that? just, just, I felt really fucking stoned. Like, oh my God. <laughs> just couldn't like like um i and and the thing with edibles so the thing that's edible that's different between edibles and smoking is that edibles last a lot longer yeah i've heard that and they're also a different kind of high like being body stoned is a little different too you feel a little like slower and like more kind of woozy like a little more woozy you feel a little more like dopey um in Wait, my opinion you feel a little more like dopey kind of just like <laughs> Okay. Okay. Sorry, I didn't make it funny at all. Okay, I'm watching Kevin's the back of Kevin's head. I know people can't see this, but Kevin has got his back to us, and he's holding a beer. He's holding his favorite beer. Look what I found, Jonah. Oh, you found it. Dino Sour. Nice. Yeah. It's appropriate. Never seen it, Jonah. You have to have a mascot. Who's yours? Oh no, Kevin is ours. He no, just Kevin is the ma- he's yeah. like the podcast. Kevin he's is just, so why is he at your house and not at Jonah's? Because I paid for him. He also, paid I li- for you. I literally he paid for him at the museum. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, okay, so anyways, um, so anyways so um, edibles, edibles. Yeah, they kind of mess you up. So I was like, I took one one time, and so we had these other things that the philosophy department did, which were really cool actually, and they were sort of like colloquiums, but we did them in public. So there was this church in the area. Yeah. It was called philosophy in the community. And so they were less like stuffy than the actual colloquiums. And so a prof from philosophy would just like pick a topic that they want to talk about. They'd give like a quick, like a 40 minute talk on it. And like, it was aimed at like a level of like first year, like people who've never experienced philosophy. So, and they yeah. would take like a topic that they were researching, but just make it that level yeah, as best they could. And to be fair, there were a lot of like former philosophers in the crowd, like people who'd been in faculties before or had just been going to these things a long time. So there was like a higher level, but it was really yeah. neat because I thought it was cool that the department like engaged with the community in that way. So anyway, we weren't really, I wasn't planning to go to this one. So I'd had an edible and I was like hanging out at home, working on my coloring book, living my best life. And I'd wanted to go to the talk a little bit because it was really interesting. Um, it was on feminism and first nations communities. Ooh. We had a guest speaker from the, yeah, from the indigenous studies department. And that person actually was on my committee too. Uh, ended up being on my committee. So I didn't really, I wanted to go to the talk, but I decided not to. I was just going to hang out at home, but then I got dragged into it. So I was like, okay. So I went. It's very, very, very high. And like the talk was great. The talk, paying attention to the talk was no problem. I remember it. Like I remember it all. It was great. The talk was fabulous. Like 
it was fun. But I was just like the whole time in my head, I'm like, man, people are going to know, like, I'm really fucking stoned right now. And so I was a little bit paranoid. <laughs> and then sitting next to me is, I was sitting next to Craig and then someone else. And then, I know, and then I was, sitting, I was sitting next to Craig on one side and then my supervisor on the other side. Ah. Which didn't help the anxiety, but she was, would have been fine with it, honestly, probably. Yeah. Um, shout out to Sue if you're listening. Um, so then I was like the whole time, I'm kind of like, okay, this is not great. Um, but then between the talk and the questions, they had like a quick, like 10, 15 minute little coffee break. The faculty would like have cookies and coffee and stuff. And I ended up talking to this professor who I was TAing for at the time. And he's from Quebec and had never, he's from Montreal specifically, and had never really been exposed to a lot of First Nations issues. So this was all very new to him. Oh, wow. And having grown up on the prairies, this is not new to me. And so a lot of the like systemic issues she's talking about, I'm like, okay, cool. Yes, I understand. Like, yeah, you know. Yes. Um, and to be fair, a lot of people on the prairies don't, or they don't want to acknowledge it, but like, I at least was aware of more of the problems, right? Yeah. And, and people are in varying degrees, but it's a little more like normal. And I mean, the urban, the urban First Nations population in Saskatoon is also quite large, so it's quite visible um, there. But anyway, so we're standing off to the side and Pierre-Francois comes up to start talking to me and I'm like, okay, focus. <laughs> and so then he starts kind of going into this like, oh man, like I didn't know about all this stuff. And so I'm like, oh cool, we're having a really serious conversation now, good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I managed, I got through it like a champion and also like contributed, I like, no one knew, no one knew. Oh my God. It was totally fine, but I was definitely like, it was an interesting experience. <laughs> Oh, my husband has a story where he, he'll tell this, and I honestly, I'm so amazed that sorry, sorry Jonah, <laughs> he made he made it through all this. That my husband has a story where his older brother was growing pot. He had a plant. <laughs> he had a plant at home in his bedroom, and I guess my husband was like a teenager or something, like late teens, and he said, "Hey." You know, can I have some of your pot? I'm going with my friends. And apparently his brother said to him, hey, yeah, sure, go ahead. But you know what, only take the leaves that have fallen off the plant. So my husband went in and said, okay, I'll take all these. And they were kind of dry, they were dried anyway. So he took them and he's scooping them up. And then he goes out with his friends and he, uh, there's two stories. One is that he did that, I think, and made some brownies. And uh, I didn't realize how strong they were. That's common. Oh, no. Was where common. they he had taken these things that had fallen off the plant and had rolled them, and he had passed them around to his friends. And then they went to his movie after having smoked <laughs> them. I don't even know what movie it was. And but yeah, I didn't really realize that <laughs> what he had actually picked up, as well as the dry leaves, was some of the stuff that had his brother had poured fish fertilizer on oh no so his friends some of his friends are sitting there in the theater and my, my husband was fine at the time and a couple of his friends uh one of them said to him uh hey something's not right man uh and i'm paraphrasing clearly i wasn't yeah. there um how come i smell ammonia and and my husband's like Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> I sound like Teach and Chong, like I'm channeling Teach and Chong. So, is your um, husband Canadian or American? He's Canadian. Okay. Yeah, he's Canadian. So, and he, my husband's like, fuck, I don't know. 
and and it just got worse and worse so they had a really awful reaction to it the brownie episode <laughs> i can't remember what happened with the brownie episode but it was oh i think it, maybe it was at the after the brownie episode that they were out driving and my husband no he was in a car with a friend and his friend oh gosh anyway they were only driving like 5k per hour yeah the other guy in the car depending on who was driving was either my husband or his friend he was like oh slow down man slow down they were like driving like 5k yeah they were so <laughs> so so that's actually like the easiest way that cops pick out stone drivers is just yeah. by like following people especially yeah. if they're in like really nice cars and going the speed limit at like late at night yes guaranteed like who does that <laughs> guaranteed <laughs> jonah jonah's raising his hand that would be me it's true i can confirm yeah i'm sure and and i guess okay <laughs> wait what i mean it's safe and i appreciate the ride i just i can confirm yeah yeah <laughs> Lindsay. it's <laughs> the first i've heard her complain about I mean, it i'm not like, complaining i'm just saying i can confirm it's an observation oh, okay it's an observation it's an observation, it's an observation. <laughs> we safe that night <laughs> I mean, I don't even drink. I don't drink anymore. Yeah, I, so. I heard about that. I heard, heard your, I, I don't remember which one I was listening to. Oh, it was the one about the Titanic. And at the start of it or something, I think you were saying something about how you just kind of look at yourself and you're like, you know, I think I should probably stop drinking. Yeah. I don't know if that was Titanic, but I, yeah, I had a moment, I I had a moment like episode. that in grad school, actually, too. At one point. Grad school I, got kind of dark for me. <laughs> really yeah See, i've never been that i just haven't like i like bourbon yeah i like a beer now and then but i'm always thinking i'm always calculating so what do i have to do later on that night do mm -hmm. what do i have to do tomorrow mm -hmm. and can i afford to well, because i'm a lightweight age okay so i make those i do make those calculations don't get me wrong like i'm having a beer right now but also full well knowing i have nowhere else to be yeah so yeah <laughs> it's fine so yeah. like whatever but yeah. Yeah, no, I, I do that, but uh, I definitely, the first, honestly, I was burnt out when I started grad school. I should have taken a year off. Yeah. And um, I was like really bitter about how things ended at TRU. Like I was frustrated with the school. I was frustrated with just like everything that happened. I remember. Yeah, it was all just kind of a shit show, right? So it was yeah. like, just like I didn't leave with a great, you know, taste in my mouth. Yeah. So then... I was like excited to start something new, but I think I was just burnt out. I should have taken a year off, but yeah. uh, at the same time, who knows if I would have, I mean, who knows yeah, if I would have done yeah. that either, Yeah, I which is fine. You. I mean, I think about that often right now in my current position, um, yeah. but uh, here we are. Um, so that first like semester was like brutal. I uh, definitely yeah. caught myself one time. I was like, you know, I'm drinking like a lot more than I should. Like, this is not healthy. Not good. And like, it's yeah. easy too to figure out that a lot of it is just related to the lifestyle of grad school because like, yeah, it's like you do yeah. everything. So like my second, so that second semester, I kind of like, kind of like shocked my life back together at Christmas. I was like, okay, like that was a rough semester. I need to get that out of the way yeah, and just like focus now. And my friend too was, he had struggled his first semester a little too. And we were kind of in the same boat. We we're like, you know what? Like, let's start going to the gym again. Let's, let's start doing some of this stuff. Like let's do it together because we both need to. So that helped a lot. But then, uh, and like, obviously I can still drink and it's fine, but I just 
I'm glad I managed to catch myself because I definitely could have seen myself getting to a point where it would have been bad. Yeah. And uh, then I remember in my second year, we did a dry January before it was popular. And um, my friend Carlo and I did it together because we were mostly like, that's when I drank was with him. So like, and vice versa, we hung out together the most. It was kind of like me and you, Jonah, where like we spend a lot of time together. So yeah. it's like you, you may as well cut it out together. So uh, we did that. And like, I realized just how much of my life like was spent in a bar with just school. Yeah. Like, you know, professors would be like, oh, like we need to meet and talk about whatever. Let's go meet Louise and have a drink or like, let's have beers. And like after the colloquium, like part of the only reason you fucking stick it out to the end is because afterwards you go to Louise and the faculty buys you beer. Yeah. So like. um, It becomes part of the culture. It really is though. And it does. And then like, we had faculty parties a lot like you guys, like what we had at TRU. So it was actually really fun for me because like the yeah. first, my first semester, I got like an invite from the faculty about this party, about like a welcome party. And I was like, cool, they do this year too. Yeah. And then I got there and like all the other, like the other two. So my first year, there was only three of us that started at the same time in yeah. my grad program. It was that small. And uh, they were like, so like had no, they were so caught off guard. They were like, this is weird. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like, yeah. this is perfectly normal. Like, yeah. The difference is they said that students and the underpaid and the underemployed didn't have to bring their own booze. So Wow. Yeah. That's a that's not a subtle dig. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I still brought I still brought my own because I just was raised that way. <laughs> yeah, that's just how I was raised. So I still brought my own. But uh my definition of bringing my own is uh two liter coke. I mean, hey, it works for me, man. That's what you're yeah. gonna drink, then bring your own. Like, yeah, that works. Um, but yeah, it became a it, be, it became a running joke with my friends in university. It was I was either walking in the door with a two liter of Coke or a McDonald's. That that's beautiful. <laughs> you might as well. So wait, yeah. you said that you got to a point where you thought, uh, I might have. To, I should stop. I really need to stop. Yeah, I was. It was getting out of hand. Yeah, like drinking at home home alone yeah free like pretty often and it was affecting my mood it was affecting a lot of things so i was like you know what fuck it i'm done yeah i mean i uh i probably have post-traumatic stress disorder as well so that doesn't help no uh so i was just like well i'll just i'll just stop i'll stop when i can and then it was like three months of like wanting a drink and i was like god damn it god damn it and i was just like uh like kind of craving things and then after three months i'm like i don't really miss it yeah so um i i will have a a drop every so often like uh my brother took us to a bourbon room here in calgary he likes bourbon come visit annie i should yeah this is all over come here and we'll actually do this in person yeah at the bourbon room Um, i'll hook it up i'll figure it away we'll do it at the bourbon room that'd be awesome but uh but like it was the first time i've ever it was the first time I'd ever had bourbon mm-hmm. and uh, they're like drinking it. It was like very, what's the word? Delicious, uh, delicious, glorious. No, 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 no. That's not how I would describe it. The greatest thing in the world. Um, no, the, I'm describing the room. Heaven. It's like oh, a yeah. speak, it was like a speakeasy. Oh, oh okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and, and so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then Nick, Nick and uh, you could tell who hasn't been drunk like drinking in a long time but uh my brother's just like so joda how do you how do you feel about the the bourbon and it's like i it reminds me of a dentist's office oh dear like it really does they, is that the point where they kicked you out of the place that they 
No. Usher you out the door. Well, no, because they didn't hear me say it. But fair. Under his breath. I didn't really like bourbon either for a while. Yes. Uh, it took a little longer. Going to Kentucky really helped that. Um, yeah, that's not the worst. That'll imprint it. It helped. Well, it's not the worst. I started kind of liking it in a few cocktails here and there before. Yeah um because my mom has always been a big bourbon drinker like that's always been her go-to yeah um despite the fact that her father had an incredibly racist name for it um don't just don't i'm not going to Mm -mm. (laughs) or not i'm just saying um did uh rest in peace grandpa uh anyways um yeah so uh yeah yeah, she's like like always she's always loved bourbon and like that's always been her thing and so Part of like us wanting to go to the Derby was also like obviously to go see to bourbon, uh, yeah. to drink the bourbon, yeah. and um, her being celiac also was part of what like really led her to be a bourbon drinker because she was a big beer drinker and but it really always hurt her stomach and so then yeah. once she just couldn't really drink it it was like might as well just go all in on the bourbon. Let's just um, do that. The hard stuff. Go for the hard yeah. stuff. Bourbon yeah, and tequila. I, bourbon and tequila are her jams. Oh. <laughs> what did you say? Bourbon and tequila. tequila. Oh, tequila. See, now here's the thing. The two times in my life that I've ever been puke drunk has been over, well, no, one was just because I was, I just drank way too much. And I don't even know. There was like cheap $2 bottles of wine in there somewhere. That was when I was at the Catholic all girls college. (laughs) That was probably close to alcohol poisoning. That was the first time. That's exactly, and, that, that sounds about right. That tracks. Yeah, that's right. I don't even remember how. Yeah, that I think tracks. We walked like two miles to like a 7-Eleven or that something. Tracks. <laughs> like at night off campus. Because this was out in the remote, like it was way out, right? So there was where, no, where was it? It wasn't city. It wasn't anything like that. We had to actually walk. Was it in Ohio? Yeah, it was Ohio. Yeah. And for the record i'm not a catholic anymore i don't practice i'm very very i was never confirmed yeah whoa yeah we've had this we've had this conversation on the podcast the bullet so we walked and then when it got back we were all drinking and drinking and drinking and i had never really drunk before so i was very 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 ill yeah for a a day or two (laughs) i remember being walked around campus like repeatedly by my friends who were trying to get me not to go to sleep because they knew that I was in bad shape, really bad shape. So that was time number one. And that was cheap shit. The second time was on tequila. I'd never had tequila before. And it was just horrible. And surprisingly, though, I can definitely drink tequila now. My husband is a big tequila drinker. And I, like, I'll definitely have a shot of tequila. But my preference is bourbon. I mean, bourbon's good, but I'm gagging at tequila. Yeah, it'll be is disgusting. Yeah. I uh, um, I got way too so I had a similar experience to you. Um <laughs> actually at TRU though. Um Ooh. at my first year. And I wasn't like quite to the point of like needing to be walked around, but I actually honestly probably should have been, to be honest. Ooh. So I um we had a party and I drank two bottles of red wine. And then someone brought up tequila. And oh, Lindsay. my drunk, my drunk brain decided that was a great plan. Oh, <laughs> so oh, um, yeah, good. I definitely vomited up some red wine later. <laughs> oh, and, uh, so not nice. 
you know, and uh, there's a reason I also don't really drink a lot of red wine anymore. I still drink it. <laughs> I still like it, but I don't like, it's not my drink of choice when I go out. I'll, I drink it with food. Like I have it with dinner and stuff, but I don't drink like not a preference. No, it's not like people who go to the she bar was... and order a, order a glass of red wine. I definitely don't. White wine for sure though. Love wine. Yeah. She, she... Lindsay was drinking white wine during our Chernobyl episode. Yeah. So I, ha I have the she video of- vodka. That was definitely a mistake. I have the video Missed of opportunity. like- uh, Yeah. <laughs> but I have, the, I have the video of our conversation. And there's like one point where I was like, uh, the reactor ended up being like going 500 times the limit it was supposed to. Yeah. And Lindsay's just like, oh. And then I, and then I'm like, which, which is, um, they don't know the last, like, they don't know what, how high it actually went to, but the last reading was somewhere around 30,000. And then Lindsay's like, oh boy. And there's, and it like shows her Good face. Boy. And then you just, and then you just see out of, out of, like from out of frame, she takes her wine glass and is like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh <laughs> You do have my permission oh, to post just, it. Like, I don't care. And she, she also was like, um, at the beginning of the episode, I was just like, she had, she put, she had her hood up, like kind of over. Holy, this and I'm fucking like, nightmare. And I'm like, are you? you and I was like, are you? Giving up now. Yeah, I was like, are you, are you that self-conscious about your hair? And she, and she was like, yeah. And I'm like, we're not posting the video though. And she's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but she, she kept the hood now up. I so she has like this hood. I, it's, it's more comfortable yeah, but, to be honest though. That's also, I wear my hood up a lot actually. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, my head um, gets cold. Although not anymore because I have way too much fucking hair. Yeah, me hey, too. I hear you. Me too. Yeah. Hey, so Annie, Annie, I, I'm not supposed to. Okay, so here's a story. I'll tell you a story. <laughs> okay. Okay, and then you can tell me about your hair, which I love, by the way. I love your hair. <laughs> Jonah, your hair is good too. So, Thank you. like, for, I don't even know how long have we been in this quarantine? I don't even remember now. It's like six weeks. So, like, week one, I had, I get my high, my eyebrows done as do many people, mm -hmm. men and women, because otherwise they get pretty wild. They start looking like Gandalf, you know, like Gandalf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, or my, mine grow in weird directions. So yeah. <laughs> I don't, I so, or here's one. I taught modern Britain this term. Oh, I love that class. And one of those, I had, No, I did Victorian Britain. Sorry. You did Victorian. I had love the that class, though. video with Dennis Healy who is like the chancellor of the exchequer in 1970 something. Anyway, you watch the interview, you look at his eyebrows and then you cannot see anything else. There are five other people on the interview. You can only look at his eyebrows. Oh yeah. It's because they are distracting. Literally, he does a profile. They're like, whoosh, <laughs> they're out. So I, as soon as I saw that in that first week, I had had an eyebrow appointment and I'd forgotten about it. And then I'm looking at my account like, oh yeah, right. Two days before that, thinking, oh, I don't think I'm going to have that appointment because everything's on lockdown. Two days before that, while I'm thinking that, I'm looking after a shower, and normally, I this is why I don't do my eyebrows, because I can't see them. I wear glasses, right? And the glasses can't be taken off and still yeah. have me see, yeah. with a magnifying mirror. So don't anybody tell me, oh, go get a super, no, that doesn't work either. So I'm looking, I happen to hit the angle right, and I'm looking, I'm like, holy crap fuck me out of my left eyebrow there's like these two gigantic like antennae 
And then on my right, there's this one gigant, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna be like unibrow. If this goes on, I'm doomed. This looks like shit. Honestly, ever since then, I've been hyper-conscious, hoping that I can catch whatever malformations are coming out of my eyebrows. So Um, I feel your pain. So my last haircut was February 22nd. Oh, boy. Um, I'm supposed to have a haircut every six weeks. Eh. I get my hair done and my eyebrows done at the same time. Uh, My hairdresser does it. I Yeah, so this whole thing was kind of weird. We kind of talked about it, but... um, I had an appointment booked for April 4th. So like really after all this had started, like immediately after. And yeah, so my hair will fit in a ponytail now. And um, you've seen Uh photos of what my hair is supposed to look like and it should not fit in a ponytail. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, little ponytail. It's like tiny. It's like one of those really like not quite a hipster onion bun because it's not big enough, but we're approaching (laughs) it. It's getting there. Getting there. I I like your hair. I do. When it's actually in form or like right now in it's gross shaggyness. I kind of like it like it is now, but that would get annoying, I think, after a while. It is. Like I, this isn't supposed yeah, to be that's here. Not to be that this way. is supposed to be here, but shorter. Yeah. Um, but all of like, you know, under here. Yeah. Not supposed to be there. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the fuck happened to Jonah here. Jonah. Oh, his internet cut out. So we're just going to keep going because okay. he'll, he'll join back in. I'm the host now. <laughs> um, <laughs> you planned it. It's a conspiracy. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, no, the haircut situation is getting out of control, but I'm okay with waiting <laughs> at this point. It is what it is. Much bigger yeah. problems. Um, so uh so when you're like out and about, do you guys wear masks? Um, I do when I go to the grocery store. Uh, there have so Calgary is has seventy percent of the cases in Alberta. The co-op grocery store that I was typically shopping at has had at least fifteen reported cases. So um, of staff members. Whoa. So I have definitely stopped going there. It's pretty bad here. So some of it is related to meatpacking plants, and retirement homes and stuff but just in general Calgary is definitely like a hot spot so yeah so I've been wearing masks when I go to the grocery store and stuff um I haven't been wearing them when I go running in the morning on Saturdays because I've been going early enough that I haven't come in contact with anybody uh for the most part I wear them when I've gone for walks on Sundays and stuff though because I walk down to like the Peace Bridge and it's like a pretty hot spot like area in terms of just people so I wear a mask then I haven't been wearing one at work I'm on the fence about whether or not I should. Um, we have access to them. We have access to them, so it's not like oh, I'm being prevented. I definitely have the ability to. I just haven't. I'm in a customer service role, so I probably should be. But at the same time, it's also like I can mostly keep enough distance that it's not a big deal. Uh, yeah. We're only letting one person in at a time, so I can sanitize after every person. So yeah. it's not too bad. Like I feel pretty good in that sense. We're pretty controlled. But yeah, yeah. We I was kind of surprised a bit. Well, maybe not. Actually, really, I have to keep remembering that human beings are human beings, and they're gonna do what we want to do. Do, and it shouldn't. It shouldn't. And it doesn't actually when I think about it. But it, it did catch my attention. I think it was earlier this week. I went to the grocery store to do a, like a weekly run, 
I'm trying to get it so that my husband doesn't because he's had pneumonia. He's had some issues. He's had some respiratory. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he's a little bit more vulnerable in that way. So I do that. And it did. I was like one of maybe, I want to say, well, maybe five customers who are obviously customers who I saw wearing masks. And I was one of them. And, And that, it took me a little bit off guard because I thought, you know, like up till then, for the past two weeks, up till that point, more and more people were wearing them when they went out to places like Superstore or Save On or whatever, right, or Safeway, and I could see that. And then they weren't. I, for me, I just think people generally, and I am generalizing, I'm aware of that, are getting to the point where it doesn't look like to them it's as serious as it was initially forecast to be. If I had to guess and generalize about the popular yeah. opinion of it, so that they're they're and not doing it. I agree, and I think it's because it's like they're seeing it that way, but not seeing that by doing it, that's that's the reason why. Like, yeah, that is why it has turned out to be that way because earlier on people were mm-hmm. were really well taught. I think and it's, more it's, people were eating it's been really frustrating here because we never really fully locked down quite like so Calgary has specifically but like the province hasn't entirely to the same level as other places because politics to be yeah. honest um yeah. you know who our premier is yeah not a lot of love <laughs> lost here for him um sorry yeah um fucking psycho um but anyway so we've talked about it at length here it's fine um we generally try and keep our we don't actually try that hard to keep our opinions like to ourselves it's our I would expect nothing less it's our airspace so um, yeah you own this yeah but um yeah so it's been kind of rough with that so it's been mostly fine though because alberta also led the country in testing so like kind of worked out yeah but at the same time now that things so this local um, person that I I don't know how to describe her exactly, but she's a pretty she's a, I think she works for CBC or does like a, she has like a cooking show or something in Calgary, but um, she's kind of like locally kind of famous or yeah. well known. And her dad's a doctor, and she had posted this thing that he said that really captured it well. That people see the words reopen, and to me that to them that signals that this is done. Oh, what so- this. What this really means is that the restrictions are loosening. It's going, it's, it's, we're just loosening restrictions. We're not opening things up. There's a difference. And so the terminology is really problematic. And so I think a lot of people see this as being over and it's really not. It's been frustrating. So like the day that they announced that Alberta was going to start reopening, they announced that in the same press conference that they announced 190 new cases. And it's just like, yeah, people won't, they won't pick up on the, 192 cases I think they would no one listen to it way, by analogy or in a way of trying to understand yeah. that yeah. is that if people suddenly saw 190 people in their on their front lawn on stretchers hooked up to ventilators then maybe they would have it would have the same weight and it would enter some of their cognition the same way that the word reopening would and like I haven't I haven't you know and like it's I'm not even coming from the perspective of someone who can work from home like I've been at work 
but I still feel this way. Like, I feel like we need to stay at the level we're staying at. And like, it sucks because I still have to go to work, but I'm grateful to have a, it's kind of awkward for me. Um, just because I have a job, but there's a lot of things that go into it that aren't entirely pandemic related. Yeah. Hey, you're back. Hey, look at that. It's always something, isn't it? Always something. Always. We've mostly had pretty good success, though, on, like, virtual so far, though. I know, and it's, it, it, life just must have been like, oh, oh, it's been a while since I've fucked you over. Yeah. So I'm, here, take that. Okay, so, Annie, now that Jonah's back, and in case his internet cuts out again, I have to ask you something that I've... <laughs> Uh-oh. I need Tell to me. ask. Tell okay, me. so... Um, oh, boy. I have heard tell of a story about you and a chainmail bikini, and I need answers. <laughs> a chainmail bikini? What? Maybe I've misheard it. I heard it from someone else, so it's entirely possible that it's just hearsay. But chainmail bikini, or something to do with something. Okay, I did a boudoir shoot. Maybe. Like okay. Four years ago. Three. Three years ago. Now? Oh no! This is like a while ago. This is like I was still at TRU when I heard tell of this. Wow, oh, well, okay, so, I maybe, okay, so, way, way back. You can tell me the closest approximation, too, that's fine. Yeah, in a land <laughs> far away, in a galaxy far away, years and years ago, back in Ohio, I was, I was part of um, uh, the Society for Creative Anachronism. Okay. Okay, do you know what that is? No. Okay, so, you know what anachronism is, right? It's out of time, out of yeah. step, right? Okay, so creative is that is this? It's a reenactment, okay, right? Group, but but it's enormous. It's like it is worldwide. There's, okay. I, I don't even know how many hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people are members. So in that, you are in, indulging and engaging in recreating uh, pretty much any period of history, European. Well, not even European only necessarily, but from about, I don't know, 1000 AD, 900, 800 AD to 1600. So in that, I was a member um, of this international group and um, I'm, I'm a baroness in the group. I've got a couple crowns, actually. Sick. Um, yeah, you should put one on right now. Because I had them in the trunk of my car because whenever we'd play the Tudor game, the Tudor history, yeah. um, reacting you, to the past role playing game. Are you doing I these would bring these out. Yeah, it would be a history game. So this is one. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Here for that. It's like, it's like real silver. I'm into it, nice. Wow. With amethyst. And these are anise flowers because that's my name in the group. You have to have like a real name that someone would have had in that it's historical the period. spice that I hate most in the world. I know. Why? Sorry. I? The flowers are pretty. They are. Yeah. Okay. So in that, there was one time, oh, let's see. Every year they have this gigantic war between different kingdoms and it's held in Pennsylvania. And by the time I moved away from Ohio, there were 10,000 people that would go from late July to mid-August to this one site in, I think it's kind of Western Pennsylvania. Wonderful, it was fantastic, honestly. Cool. You guys would love it. That's cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was like. Me and 
I can't even imagine. It's like we've talked story? about my my medieval my relationship with medieval history, but I know, know. I know. <laughs> well, think about it this way: there are Vikings there, there are there that are Cavaliers, there are Mongols there. Anyway, you can. I would dig it. this because I would, I, I would probably go to yeah a dream. I would I would probably still like enjoy myself. Let's be real. It'd be like yeah. watching an actual game of Age of Empires. Yes, actually, yes, yes, totally it. So anyway, at the one in Pennsylvania, which is canceled this year for the first time in history because of the pandemic, by the way. Um, Lots of that happening right swimming, now. They have a swimming hole. Okay. This is a natural, this is actually a campground, right? Okay. So there's a couple ponds and they had the swimming hole. And I remember a couple of times you can go and you can do skinny dipping type swimming or you can wear a bathing suit. And I wore a bathing suit that was very tiny. <laughs> It wasn't chain mail though, okay, but I used okay. to wear chain some chain so mail. So maybe that right? was somehow like yeah, I don't know where jumbled. the bikini came from because it okay. wasn't chain mail. Fair enough. Right. And then I, I think I remember I don't know who I was talking to in class. I, I used to fight, so I had armor and I had some chain mail, but it was never in the bikini form. Okay. Why? Who said that? I want to know. Give me names. Oh, okay, it was Craig. Was yes, Craig? It was. Because he heard you <laughs> because he heard you say something when he was in Robin's office. Yeah. Okay, but no, I never had a chain mail okay. bikini. I just maybe remember you, saying to somebody you just misheard then. Okay. It would maybe. hurt. Can you yeah, imagine? That would, that would be so painful, yeah. It would be imagine terrible. snagging. <laughs> no, thank you. Imagine a snag. Hard pass. Yeah. <sighs> but anyway, I just had to. Oh, ask there you go. Because, yeah. No. Anyway. Tiny, um, tiny bikini, yes, but not chain mail. Fair enough. It's possible that it got jumbled up. I mean, that happens. Craig, 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 Craig. I've heard weirder stories from my profs. So. Haven't we all? What's the weirdest um, story you've ever heard? I'm not going to repeat. Okay, don't. Yeah. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. Like it wasn't awful or disgusting or anything. I'm just like, nah. That, yeah, that's um, that'll be something that stays between the class and I because. That's good. Um, so, Annie. Yeah. Who else? Who else from the, the TRU faculty should join us? Ooh, so many. I've tried. Okay, so full disclosure, I reached out to Wilson like four times um, to do it because uh, it'd be awesome because of our well because of our our most recent season. Yeah, but he's been on sabbatical, so I think that's been part of it. Yeah, we'll catch him when he comes back. He is coming back. A I know. Yeah, I follow him on Twitter, so I was kind of yeah. like, his research trips have kind of taking a dive this summer but they're doing some work to try and i think extend some of the opportunities to people who can't do the research now because of yeah. the pandemic yes yeah. but anyways besides from him because i have reached out to him yeah he'll aside do it he's him. good for it yeah, but aside from him who else um okay let's i would it. love to have michael on the podcast that feels like it's never going to happen though <gasps> that would be so brilliant unless we you somehow know? come to php and corner him yeah have you ever tried Ooh. asking him no Okay, here's why I say that. <laughs> Michael is uh, like he's a colleague and one of Lindsay's, um, I think, dearest, dearest professors. It's a lot of people, mm -hmm. um, and I'm not telling secrets by saying he's he's you, kind of you, like, Bruce and Michael. We're the coolest. So. Yeah, for sure. And um, Robin and I had a complicated know. relationship, but I did love Robin. They're all we're all brilliant. We're just, yeah. Okay. We just had a more complicated relationship, but yeah. Well, you're both in philosophy, so what do you, what do you expect? That's also fair. Hyper analyze. But me and Bruce, man, me and Bruce, you're tight. Well, he told you like acid. 
Yeah, it's true. I do want to have him on, but anyways, sorry. That'd be good. I just, um, I just, I just want an answer first. I would honestly, I'm serious in suggesting you ask Michael at some point. The reason I'm saying, I want to, yeah, I do actually want to. You might have even better luck than you might have a while ago. Is that because of all this? pandemic he's had to become much more familiar with the technology, technology. yeah he's not a right. luddite you know yeah. that no but for sure he's just he's just difficult to track down also yeah. <laughs> and i think now he definitely he's, he's definitely submitted a reference letter or two for me late so like yeah yeah he's he's difficult to track down at times for yeah, sure what if sorry jonah i have another thought uh, that i it's all good this will be interesting to you though because it impacts us but Annie, what do you think, like, is there some way of, like, collaborating with the podcast and PHP, do you think? Because I've, like, wanted to, and I reached out to PHP, but obviously the committee changes every year, and so it's kind of difficult. But, I mean, like, from, okay, like, Okay, you a, should definitely do it again. Yeah. The conference, you mean, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because here, here's why. At this point, this fantastic undergraduate conference that we have at TRU every year, it's now... You know, it's going to be its 14th. Yeah. Amazing. And this is a dilemma that people are facing at TRU for us and elsewhere. Like, what do you do? Do we cancel when you don't like, know that we're going to be able to actually physically be in the same place? This is probably one of those opportunities that might not yeah. have ever really arisen, but yeah. for this horrible reality right it's true because now that is the only way right and they are they i know that we've ha i've met with uh the new faculty advisors for that committee who's, who's doing another colleague uh it's wes furlot who's um he's doing um politics and it's a cross discipline into i can't remember if it's sociology uh, or geography. Anyway, he's he's in two departments at once, so he's going to be one of them. And Jenny Shaw, who's in, I think it's history and another discipline, not PhD. Okay, so I don't. Know anyway, they're taking. Just talking to them, and I know that one of the the big issues now for the new committee, as it would be at any university anywhere mm -hmm. in the same situation, is how do you plan do you plan it yeah it's january 2021 which seems like it's a freaking far away but it's not really right mm -hmm. and if we can't be in the same place physically then it's going to be virtual so yeah. podcasts like this one yeah offer that's a great entry platform into who knows what and it could be really fantastic yeah i mean your podcast is spectacular in this yeah realm of cross-disciplinary oh <laughs> you guys are all getting verklempt sorry <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't take much to be honest oh no. look at the big their eyes you guys can't, <laughs> anybody listening can't see this picture but their eyes are welling up with tears jonah's got i, I just i just yawned so uh, and i care what i yawn so. it does mean a lot though annie like really good this would be brilliant we're trying really hard like and and the reason i ask too is because part of at least personally, like part of my motivation with the podcast and like, and I think Jonas too, and we've talked about it a little too, is just like, I kind of miss, I missed personally, I miss doing research, but I didn't really want to necessarily be in academia anymore. Yeah. Um, 
still, I don't know on the fence on that, but regardless, it was just like a, an avenue to do that. But at the same time, like I still wanted to also like, I'm still friends with a lot of academics. So I want to bring them in because it's a fun, I figured it'd be a fun way to bridge the gap because like part of my, part of the goal with even like my, my master's thesis was actually kind of trying to like make philosophy more pragmatic and more like, not even more pragmatic, but more like in the, accessible. In the yeah, and more forefront and more like on boots on the ground philosophy is kind of what I like talked about it. Just like more like actually active and doing stuff and less just stuck in the tower, like actually doing okay, so stuff. Here's, here's my, here's a point. Oh, wait, go ahead. Your mouth okay. is a little to say something. Yeah. So part of You're my thought. So You're going to say something. Sorry. It, well, I was, but um, <laughs> I, what I was going to say is uh, so part of that with like, with my philosophy or with like, with this podcast for me was like, it's a way to kind of make like, I wanted part of my idea was to take like for folks like you who teach in a university, but you also have a lot of other research that you do that like doesn't always get to be seen by other people. And so like having you on the podcast would be fun to talk about that. Or like if we've done an episode on something that is in your field, which we will be, and I would like to have you back, obviously, like oh. then we can talk about it because it'd be cool to have you on to talk about the thing that you actually study a lot. Like we're just yeah. dropping in and talking about it for an hour and a half. But then if we can have an addendum episode where an actual person who studies it gets to talk, then like, then we can still like, I wanted to educate people, but it's also still for us, but it's to try and educate people as well. So like, yeah. I was, I'm trying to find ways to like link the podcast with also like with both people and also like the institutions as well, because like, yeah, those matter to me as well. And yeah. so I was thinking like, you know, Congress always has like, and most conferences always have like sort of a trade show aspect. Yeah. And I was like, it'd be cool sometime if next time Congress is in Calgary or like at least close to even just try and like set up there and just make connections <gasps> and like, and eventually, yeah. depending on how well we do with this, it would be cool to do a panel. And even actually, I was thinking about this and I haven't, now's as good a time to propose it to you as any. It'd be cool because you've done stuff with like blogging. So yeah. it would be really cool to do a panel on like alternate ways of doing research and like alternate ways of presenting research yeah. in academia because rather than just straight, strictly writing papers. Because the way you're, even just the way that, that you're speaking the way you're situating the realms of ordinary and accessible and usable and practical and pragmatic and that as and a difference is a difference there's a a different realm which you call academia and i don't think that's going to serve society very well no ever it's not going to be where like it just doesn't answer questions we don't we're not tapping into, no. no, we're just not as a society, we don't tap into the potential connections which will solve, really solve problems. And I believe that that is reached when there is not that difference. Agreed, yeah. Like I always joke with my students, I say, you know, I'm sad to say that there's no like, history store yeah. that you can go get a job at. And I think that's kind, done, of, right? that's kind of what we wanted to do with the podcast show is like normalize that, right? Like that's, yeah. that's kind of the point of the podcast is like yeah. to normalize that, to make like yeah. learning history, not just like a thing you do at university. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, like, and that's, I think more what I was trying to get at. Like I, I'm talking about these differences, but in reality, I'm trying to bridge that gap. Like yeah, that's what I wanted. To. That's what I want to do with this. Yeah. And so I think there's opportunities there, right? Yeah. I think we, I think one reason that there's the divide between say, well, to be really contemporary, there's a divide between 
um, someone like me who is an academic and sees the stuff that comes out of like the mouths of certain politicians in a certain way, the divide that's between someone like me and someone who's not in academia and maybe has not been to university as well, there's a lot of tension there in that relationship, right? So an academic like me will look at some of the stuff that's on Facebook and I'll go, oh my gosh, I'll pull my hair out and I'll just be wanting to put my head through a wall because I'm just like, how, do you, how on earth do you believe that stuff? How can you just do this? How can you just buy that, that rhetoric or that theory or whatever? And I get frustrated, just like how frustrated I was in 2016 when Trump got elected. Yeah. I was so surprised, but I ought not to have been surprised. There really is a divide mm -hmm. between different realms of thought and perspectives. And for me, that we have to, it has to, we have to work harder to step to not to get rid of that separation. Otherwise, we will be perpetually stunned by various politicians of various stripes holding office, whether we're super conservative or we're way on the left. We're going to find ourselves in these situations. We'll be like, what the hell? How did that happen? Yeah. Well, it happened because that's human beings and we should be ashamed of ourselves if we're surprised yeah. because we're and, not the only people on the earth right yeah and so, so i think like that's yeah. that's like part of like so we adopted the tagline of like make history relevant again and yeah. like i don't know like part of i think like our goal is to sort of do that is like is to try and make like intellectualism like learning things cool again is kind of like behind my yeah. idea because i'm i hate this anti-intellectual like stripe that exists now yeah. it's just like why what the hell is going on what is this yeah. Yeah. like why is it why is it bad to know things like that's not what so what? i think that's part of my goal and i think that's why i like want to like hunt for opportunities at like maybe places like congress and things like that because like surely there has to be some kind of appetite and even yeah. if it's just to make connections to like bring folks like yourselves on the podcast because i think yeah. bringing people like and like this is fun and it's been i'm so happy to like have you here but i'm also excited to bring you on in relation to an episode on like something we've actually talked about like an, an actual episode to actually talk oh, about yeah. like a real topic i'm excited yeah. for both because it's a way to like this is a great way to also like humanize academics but then also just like get their perspective but in a different format and like yeah. realize that like your people like i don't know like your lectures were always a lot of fun and i wish more people had access to that right and so like being able to provide some expertise and stuff like that is fun and so I'm happy to yeah. also, and also to provide a different platform too for other academics. Like I know a lot who just don't, like it's hard to get published right now. It's difficult to get published. It's like in certain fields, it's difficult to get funding. It's difficult to have a, an, an avenue to write your research and like actually yeah, put yeah. that out there, right? So like that's just the structure of academia. So I also with the blog and like the podcast was just like trying to offer a way for other people to put their research out there too. And so, so here's a question for you though, yeah. both of you guys then, if we're doing that, if you do that, you, you will have to acknowledge that you are situated in your origins, the beginnings of you making these, these moves outward. I'm just using that as a way of thinking about it, visualizing it. Like, I wonder if there's people, there are individuals who are coming would come at it from the other 
the other location, which is the location of people who are not intellectuals, intellectuals or academics, I'm using air quotes, right? Mm-hmm. Who are someone who works at, I don't know. In terms of like our listener, are you talking about like our listenership? Yeah, well, maybe. That is primarily who it is actually. Yeah, it would, yeah, because that would be already. Right. What intellectuals like, or not? Who, no, like mostly like most of the people who listen to our podcast are like people who are pretty like maybe haven't been to university or just like work like regular normal jobs. Like we're not making yeah. a podcast for academics. No. Yeah. Uh, no. Like all, all the guys I know who all my friends who I know listen to the podcast. One of them's a mechanic. Yeah. Uh one of them's a sound engineer. One's a uh, freaking awesome. Yeah, one of them is at school for Nate yeah uh this is good you see how the brewers uh, at my brewery listen to it actually i honestly a lot of our podcast isn't people who are in academia who listen to it so uh, that's actually part of like i think why i'm like want to lean into this a little more is because like okay so we clearly do have a listenership that isn't yeah in the account in the academy already yeah so now if we can give them some access to it by like allowing that information to flow through us because we have that audience already yeah then it gives someone like yourself that audience or helps yeah. to and well and i also like to hear from from people who who do yeah. Yeah. and, and we do and we do be, we do get feedback too which is nice yeah i'm not trying to be like elitist or anything but no in a factual way well currently <laughs> currently my world <laughs> is in this room yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much this fucking room so and it's a great room it's awesome i can see all sorts of things and all this stuff wear my crowns whenever i want to and it's all pretty cool but i don't get the chance and when i'm working when we were face to face like my days are 80 hour weeks yeah i'm just not i'm just not i don't get a chance to sit down with somebody who sells tires at okay tires or someone totally. who works in a brewery i just don't so and i that's why I always like teaching because I get to meet at least some people of, of the students who will inhabit that those worlds. I won't get a chance to otherwise. So this is where, this is kind of what I'm, this is like the, the crux I've come to is like, now how can we provide, how can we link those two things, right? Yeah, because yeah. like, that's yeah. ultimately my goal too, right? Like I share that goal. So like something we've, like Jonah and I have like very grand plans for this whole thing. Ooh, boy. I don't know if any of this World needs to be domination. recorded necessarily, but hey. Um, <laughs> World domination. Eventually, we want to like branch out and actually like host events or like have other podcasts that are linked to us. So, like, have kind of a network. Yeah. And like have other shows because we want to talk about other stuff. Like, I personally want to do a uh, women's sports history podcast. Um, yeah. and I want to do other ones. Yeah. I want to do Museum yeah. of Controversy, which is where we talk about controversial subjects. So yeah. like we have ideas, right? And we want to work on these things. And so it's like, this could be a fun way to, and like, maybe eventually that means like, if you wanted to have a show, like, cool, we can work on a show with you and have you under our network. Like that could be part yeah. of it. You know, like that's eventually things like that we want to do. So like, I'm trying to think of like, maybe there's a way that like, okay, we, you and I could, you know, we could do something on like alternative ways of like teaching history at like somewhere like Congress, but then also like organize some kind of event where it's like eventually if we have enough of a following or something like organize some kind of event where you can link up people or organize yeah. something online like a, a zoom meetup we've thought about that with our patreon subscribers so yeah. something we could offer them is like you get the opportunity to we do a zoom meetup with like a couple of different experts and yeah. 
these areas that we've talked about this season and we get to do like a Q&A or something. Like, so it'd be, right now it'd be Craig? <laughs> no, it'd mom. be his mom, actually. Craig is also, oh no, Craig's mom. No. Craig's mom. What are you, one of your friends. No, like a few of my friends. A couple, a few. three, two of my friends. Three. Okay, two, two you of your friends. You know one of them, actually, Annie. Uh, Zach Schmidt. Oh, Zach. Zach. Oh, he's so cutting. Yeah. One other. So I actually randomly met him at a market in fucking Hazar, Alberta. Wow. And we made this connection. So anyway. Good deal. Okay. Um, Continue. Good. Sorry. Yeah. So it'd be, it'll be uh, Craig's mom, Zach. What are your other friends? Also named My Zach. mom. Oh. And Brian. <laughs> You've got a great start. Oh, and Andrew. And Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brian. Brian, we've mentioned Brian so much in this podcast. He, we call him our number one fan because he was our first patron. Aww. So, the day the Patreon came out, he subscribed. Bam. Yeah, he was like, "Is it is it out yet?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Bam." So, I was like, "Oh." So we 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 mentioned Brian quite a bit, and it's funny because I've never met Brian in person. The only time that we really connect is uh, either sending each other weird memes and links on facebook or playing video games like that that's, that's just hey, that's that meeting works. someone yeah that's meeting someone yeah, yeah. so he's, he's an awesome guy anyways um sorry uh but yeah like th those are all kinds of things we could do so it's like if you have any ideas we're more than happy to contribute like work because like, i do want to work because i want to work together with people right like i yeah, yeah. i want to basically i'm just i want to provide a platform as well yeah because i have some friends I, who will I'm I'll bring it to their attention, but also I think um, and just once they have their, ideas. a new committee on the for the conference set up, which should be within this next few weeks, uh, I think what I'll do is I'll connect you with the executive members okay. and talk to them specifically about the opportunities that this provides. Yeah, and uh, provide a link, right? Email links. Yeah. So cool. they can contact you, you can contact them. Yeah. There's got to be something. You know, we could there do. are ways. To so something we could do, like depending on uh, the number of like papers they decide to do, depending on like the size of that, you could do like basically many, many interviews where you like sit down with each of the people who are going to present and basically do like a quick, yeah. like 20 minute per person of like what your paper was or something. Or I don't know. There's yeah. a there's a ton options, but yeah. And oh, then, man. but yeah, we can then like and release it over the podcast or whatever, but like, yeah. yeah, there's ways we could probably work it out, but that would be kind of cool. I just want to like find other ways to try and expose the podcast in part because like we want to monetize. And so yeah. it's like finding money to do that. And like, I don't necessarily just want to sell like random ads in the middle of episodes, right? Like I want to yeah. try and find more meaningful money, like sponsorships and things like that, because I'd rather make connections to actually grow. Yeah. Because ultimately we would both like to make this our job one day. So like, <laughs> yeah. And so like, I think linking up with institutions and with places like that is more useful at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. I agree. Even, even if there's you. nothing there, but you still try. Yeah. We tried with MRU that didn't go very far because nobody yeah. seemed to know what I was trying to ask. And I mean, I don't so. know if we knew what we were even asking to be honest, but it at the same time, time sorry it takes time to know what it is that you want for sure but i mean it's that. part of what helps is that we like for instance like at tru like i have you and like 
some other yeah. people that I can at least I know really personally that I can talk to. Yeah. So we can kind of work from the inside. <laughs> well, yeah. Like one thing is like I was talking to like someone someone I know at MRU got me in touch with someone and I was like literally my question was like could we advertise on the campus like with our, with our with links to our show for people who want not and like they forwarded me to like five different departments and That's nobody cool. knew who to talk to That's ridiculous. It's, so yeah. it's just like well this kind of sucks yeah this isn't good not gonna work and like i'm just thinking of like and like just because of like you know at tru i'm just thinking of all these things of like if there was a physical conference say like we could come out and even just do like a panel presentation on like whatever or you know like do whatever but come out and like do something like physically be there even you know like there's potential yeah and so it's just because i have those connections at tru at least i'm trying to work them so i appreciate help we appreciate your support and yeah uh, really Because I feel um, like there's there's got it like I feel like it it could potentially benefit all of us right like that's just well the- they know like the faculty of PHP know that you have this podcast because I've advertised it to them oh, I appreciate that I also posted in like the history club Facebook page for the first while while it was still pretty active there yeah. when we started the podcast the page was still pretty active so I oh, definitely yeah. I definitely posted in there a bunch but it's obviously died since then. I'll call their attention to it again for sure. But, no, this is a great idea. It, it makes perfect sense. And and these days, particularly with how things are, yeah. the virtual digital realm is going to have to be the way to go for and a lot. I of think that. for me, it's just uh, more of like a societal, like just the times are kind of making me motivated in a way like to want to do this because yeah. like you said, like I think until there's more of a bridge in that divide, like we're going to be in a bad place because knowledge is important so like yeah <laughs> why is it bad to want to know it why is it bad to want to have it right yeah yeah i just posted on facebook um two days ago i think i had a <laughs> i had a bit of a moment <laughs> i've been recently pretty quiet on facebook i lurk a lot and i i watch <laughs> a lot or and i like a lot i do a lot of likes right or i comment really sparingly I always comment on my stuff yeah but this <laughs> I have I've a, also always commented on my blog and no one else is and it always freaked me out because I was like am I doing this wrong like what's happening yeah, you're right so <laughs> I saw this one uh, person I went to school with grade school boy it's a long time ago and she's on there and I have her as a Facebook friend and she I know that she is definitely someone who has supported Trump I know this from where she's, what she has said and when she said it. And also to be honest, based on like where you're from, like the odds are. Higher, yes, a bit higher. <laughs> I'm from Ohio for your other people listening from Ohio, Northern Ohio. So, um, and she said something and, and I'm like, oh, I've had just about enough of this. I say to myself, <laughs> I should have been marking. Sorry to those who are listening to this now. By the time you're hearing this, <laughs> My colleagues or my students, you've already gotten your grade. I have turned them in, okay? I promise I did the work, I promise. I promise, well, they would have the grade by the time they hear this. So I, I was reading this and I should have been marking, but I just could not. And normally I hold myself back, but I wrote this like this little thing and it basically just says, how, how please don't just buy shit people tell you. Yeah. Even if it's me, don't just buy that shit. Right. Go do the research. And then I was like, you do the research. You do it. 
don't let elder people do it for you. And I don't care that you're not a mathematician and you're not an epidemiologist and you're not a scientist and you're not a doctor. I don't yeah. care if you've never been to university. I don't give a rat's ass. Just go look this shit up before you go buying it. So if there's videos about conspiracies and all that shit, hey, I don't know if that's true any more than you know it's true, but sure as shit, sure as shit, there are people out there who are telling you it's true and you should not just swallow that. You can, you know that you can get on the internet and you can go to the Oxford English Dictionary if you need to find out what a word means. You can go to the Merriam-Webster. You can fucking figure it out if you want to. Fucking figure this out. And if you have time to sit there and listen to that spiel or watch that stupid video or that so-called investigative journalism piece, and you have time to go and read well and don't read the news media shit no. just read like actual stuff right go look up terms and then you figure it out and i'm just like i have had i'm just oh ah. <laughs> i'm just like I, I'm, I just can't sometimes don't don't trust the academics they're all paid by george Soros. yeah to spread lies clearly I, <laughs> as soon as you said conspiracy i'm like oh, i want to talk like alex jones Oh, the impersonation is pretty good, though. God help me. The turn of the frogs, gay. Oh my god. <laughs> my my friends, my friends send me. Yeah, my friends send me. Uh, stupid. Like they they don't like Alex Jones. They hate Alex Jones, but they just yeah. think he's so ridiculous. Yeah. And they send me stuff from him all the time. And uh, so I've started like. Uh, I don't do this when my uh, when the folks are home because I get yeah. too loud. And uh, but I'll like do uh, uh, I'll, I'll start spewing Alex Jones stuff while we're playing the game. Oh my god! And not like I'm not quoting him. I'm like uh, making shit up at the time. It's just like that that guy that took me out. <laughs> what is he doing? Um. Uh. Yeah. But uh, speaking of like mega. And oh, what yeah. that make America great again bullshit. Oh. Uh, someone at this is when I was still at school. Someone at MRU wore a "Make America Great Again" hat at school and oh. like made a video of people confront like this uh, woman confronting him about it. And he's just like, "Whoa, it's my free speech!" Blah, blah, blah. And she's getting like really, it's like, "Oh, it's offensive and whatnot." And I'm like, I don't really agree with either yeah. of these people's reactions. So I was just like, "Fuck it, I don't, I don't care." Like. I yeah. didn't care. Um, it turns out I had a class with the with the guy Ooh. who wore it. How interesting! And uh, I had a couple classes with him, but like I only fa- realized it was him in one of my other classes because I walked into class one day. I was always the one that never talked to anyone. Yeah. Class, I was like I would rarely talk to people. So I walk into class, and it's one of those seminar classes in the fourth yeah. year. Oh yeah. So it's smaller class. You small oh god no i hate it any sometimes. seminars are the best i'm sure but like I, if she makes me i'm actually talk, not just i'm not just blowing smoke up your ass annie it actually was a lot of fun i mean if if she forces me to have to talk for 90 minutes then it's gonna suck <laughs> even an hour like because it was like everyone like took it anyway i walked in and uh, a couple people were like confronting him about this because like like yeah, you're that asshole that wore the mega hat. Like what the fuck? And uh, and like they were, they were being pretty like like I agreed with them, 
to a, a point and the guy's just like doing the same thing it's like why they keep just wearing a hat like blah 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 like what are you guys getting so worked up and i'm like wait what's going on and like this is the guy that wore the mega hat like in the school and i'm like um and i'm like oh you're the attention whore that did that <laughs> and he was like and he was like what and i'm like i you okay you i like i don't know if you actually support trump or not because like you've said because i've heard you say things in class that like don't necessarily make support but you and i'm like you come into a school that's known to be quite liberal in its politics yeah. wearing a mega hat you didn't do it for i'm certain you didn't do it for any ideological reasons you did it because you wanted to cause a commotion yes and be and be like look look at how they do it and then i looked at one of the guys who is like arguing with them and i'm like by the way thanks for making the rest of us look bad yes and i'm like but, exactly but the whole point is it had nothing to do with politics you were just wanting to be an attention whore and you wanted to cause a commotion just for the sake of it and, and he, what did he, say? he was he didn't say anything he was speechless because i'm He's pretty sure i'm pretty sure it's because i called him out i was the only one to get right and call him out and i was just like you guys are so focused on the politics like you didn't you you can't see that oh he's just wanting a he's just wanting to cause yeah. a commotion he's yeah. we Lindsay and i um we make fun of libertarians like oh, yeah. a lot and i'm certain dumb. that this guy is a libertarian what is it libertarian yeah. cats are nature's libertarians yeah. <laughs> completely dependent off others while convinced of their own independence I'm sorry for any libertarians listening, but I'm like, <laughs> like there is definitely some shit that I'm, these people do that is just like, I'm not sorry. No, like, oh come on. <laughs> I mean, it's weird for me to say, cause what's that? that? Responded? Is that guy had actually responded to your, you're an attention horror statement. Yeah. He would have, like he couldn't because by responding, you're agreeing to be validating. Yeah. yeah. Well, you yeah, he had nothing. He had nothing to say, and I and I was just like, and I was just like, like I I was just like, yeah, I, I don't know what I don't know what to tell you, man. Like that's all I see it is that, like this is nothing to do with politics. It has to do with you being a detention whore. Yeah, brilliant. My husband had a hat, had one of those hats, and he he I don't even. We must have been down in the states visiting my family or something, and he he was gonna wear it around town. I said, don't you even dare. Because it would have been just for getting the attention, really. Yeah. Sparking conversation. My husband does it anyway. He'll just do stuff he's looking for. He's like, I feel like I need a good rousing conversation with somebody, so I think I'll say this. And and he's admitted it, so I'm not telling secrets here. So he's done that. And and I said, No, I think that would be wise of you not to do that. Just really. And well, I went to Ohio back last summer. And while we were there, while I was there, I was visiting on my own. And my older sister took me to uh, like a county fair that was there nearby. And we went and we looked at some contest displays and, and the animals and stuff like that. While we're walking back to the car, we're on one of the midways and there's this booth that is nothing but Trump. Mm. Trump hats, Trump banners, Trump flags, Trump mugs, Trump cigarette lighters, Trump make America great again. Just, and I surreptitiously 
turned around and took a picture of it or two. I didn't want to piss anybody off. I took a couple pictures of it and I thought, wow, I'm going to use that in a class at some point. Just a class where I'm talking about ideologies and the passion of ideologies, right? And while I'm on the, the uh, tangent of pictures, you yes. said blowing smoke up your ass. I'm going to send you guys a picture that I took in Spain last summer of a medieval carving on a silk exchange, like a silk trade market yeah. in, I don't remember if it's in Valencia. I think it was maybe Valencia, Spain, where there's a woman who looks like a nun who's got an animal under her arm, tucked her under her arm, and there's a demon with bellows inserted into the animal's ass, blowing smoke up its ass. Nah. <laughs> You're gonna like it. Huh. It'll be awesome. Anyway, that's just a tangent. Um, yeah. Have you, so um, obviously you've been to the British Museum, obviously. Yes. Okay, so my friend, uh, Dr. Charlotte, Charlotte Nader Davis, she's in Leeds. She's uh, the leader of Kevin's fan club. <laughs> the Cult of Kevin. The Cult of Kevin, yeah, the, she's the leader of the Cult of Kevin. Um, Okay. Well, spell it with a K, by the way. Spell the K. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we're really leading into the branding here. Um, we'll have to uh, set up like a as we'll have to set up like a Kevin fan club Zoom. Yes. Um, <laughs> with Charlotte, that'd be fun. Um, anyway, so she uh, she's a biblical studies. That's she teaches biblical studies. So she does more like, which isn't really a field in North America. Cause it's not really theology, but not really like, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of a mix really of like theology, history and philosophy. Like, yeah. So she does yeah. like class tours and stuff at the British museum and she always takes them to go see like the Assyrian stuff. And like, so when I went to visit our friend Amanda in London, Charlotte couldn't come down to London to visit. I went up to visit her later in Leeds, but she couldn't take me on her personalized tour of the museum. Oh. So she just like, and I had posted that me and Amanda were there. So she commented on our post and was like, Amanda, make sure you take Lindsay to see the puking lions. <laughs> because there's this like, epitaph or whatever, um, this Assyrian like epitaph or whatever that has like puking lions on it or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm um, people too, man. Uh, actually, I'll find her. She, uh, she actually explained it on a post that I, on Panastoria. Yeah, I, I have it here. Oh, do you? I Perfect, because yeah. I can't. I it's said I, I posted uh it was a uh it's a, it's a thing in the British Museum and it's apparently the oldest customer complaint ever made <laughs> it's because all right here's a customer complaint letter from 1750 BC over so, um someone not getting the right grade of copper oh that's a serious stuff and I was like, yeah, this thing is real. Not only does the writer complain about the grade of copper, but it also uh, how his servant was given poor customer service. <laughs> 1750 BC. Yeah. Nothing new. Yeah. Under the sun. Um, and then this is, this is what Charlotte said. She said, this used to be one of the highlights of my British Museum tour for students. It was a high octane whirlwind of animal penises, administrative writings, and female gods. The administration is my favorite. The beer for the workers tablet comes a close second to these complaints. Wow. And then I responded. Yeah, you, uh, you said- there's, there's more, yeah. Yeah, you said, personally, pr pretty sad. You couldn't show me the barfing lions yourself. Amanda was a great guide, but still. 
And then Charlotte said the barfing lions and the tiny bollocks in the lion hunt are the best bits. <laughs> and then I responded with high octane whirlwind of animal penises is officially the best sentence I've ever read. I know. High octane world of animal penises. High octane whirlwind. Whirlwind. All right. <laughs> okay. So Annie, in the season, in season five, in our season five, which is we're scheduling for January, 2021. Um, we're going to be covering the Glorious Revolution and the English Civil War. Woo! So do you want to be part of that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah totally. Yes. Um, juicy. Spoiler alert, I guess, to listeners. Juicy. Um, yeah. <laughs> so in our fourth season, which is our next season coming up, normally we take like a longer break between seasons, but because our third season kind of dragged out due to my life being a mess. Uh, and COVID. And COVID. Yeah. <laughs> it was a mess before COVID. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, so due to that, we're just going to like uh, jump kind of more into our fourth season, which ironically, we planned for the season opener to be the 1918 flu pandemic. Yeah. Uh, oh, we planned brilliant. that. A, we planned that a year ago. Wow. We're just like, again, wow. we're just like, what? The, like we we saw that 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 was like, we re, we realized that was our opening when this is all going on. And we're, we're like, just like, fuck. <laughs> Somebody call security. We're responsible. <laughs> <laughs> it's our fault. So it's your fault. Um, but then, no, so in season four, let's not give, wait, 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 wait. you guys must be the index cases. Let's let's not give the our haters any ammunition here to, we to run off. Have haters here about that because I was there was a guy that called us a libtard, but oh yeah, right, libtard. I've heard yeah. that. Term. Okay, so I have a question. Okay, you guys were both sick in December. Uh, I had a cold. Same. So are you sure it was a cold? Yeah. I'm certain it was a cold. Oh yeah, I wasn't like super sick. Yeah, okay, no. so the reason I'm asking, I no, don't like. But I know where you're going with this. America. Yeah, I, I know you're going with this. But the anecdotal so, stuff coming out is like everybody. Yeah. So my uncle in Kamloops, actually, he is. He got like laid out with this flu, like this pneumonia, in like December, January, like back then, and it like laid him out. It was bad, and now he's starting to think like he's actually thinking about going for antibody testing because um he he's I not really sure yeah because he's not, not sure help. yeah help. and uh we also had something like go through our office in, De in december which it never really got me i got like i was starting to feel a little sick but i fought it off like it never hit me i was just fighting a cold yeah. um i actually didn't get that sick this winter which was kind of weird it was actually my second winter my first winter no second winter of grad school i got fucked up i uh had the flu for this first time in six years so i had a fever Ooh. for five days and then on reading break, I got a stomach bug. So I lost five, I lost 10 pounds in five days. Holy hand. Oh, shit. Yeah. In the same year. So like within a month of each other, I got wrecked. My body was just like, get wrecked. <laughs> Not this past January, but the January before. So January, 2019, yeah. I got gastro. Whoa. And that worse. fucking sucks. Like it Whoa. I just felt sick. For, you're still you're still feeling effects of it too. Yeah. I like because I still have to take probiotic every day. Wow. Yeah, that just, stuff can can do it for yeah, my doctor's can, just like you're done. Like yeah. for the rest of your life, you should probably be really careful. Yeah, my, my doctor's is like, yeah, you just it's just fucked. Like it's well, she didn't say fucked, but she's just like, it's just completely Dude. messed she up. She used your, the medical uh, term for fucked. Yeah, basically. She's just like, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, she's like, it's probably drained a lot of all that good bacteria in your intestines. So yeah. now there's a lot of food that I'm starting to, that I'm no. really sensitive about. Yeah. And so it's like, well, great. This is so, awesome. 
Um, looking quickly at our document for our season four, I'm not going to like leak too much, but in terms of like the only <laughs> American history we have on here is the uh, Oklahoma City bombing, Ooh. Jonestown, Ooh. Apollo, Apollo 13. 13, and that's it. Um, the rest is Canadian history, I think. It actually is. Oh, no, Kashmir. We're doing the Kashmir, oh, Kashmir. War. We're doing Kashmir. Oh, yeah. Good but thing. other than that, it's actually all Canadian history, which is kind of weird. Oh, well, we're doing the flu pandemic, obviously. Um, yeah. I don't think any of those are really Michael's Michael's topics, but I'll definitely keep them in mind. Well, no, you, you, I think you'd be surprised. Like Apollo actually, maybe not, though. Like, catches yeah. interest. That might. The, the flu yeah. pandemic might actually catch his interest Ooh, as well. Actually, he would be good. You know, he'd be good for anything, really. Like, honestly, the man can riff. Like, oh, what a champion. Just, so, like... I'm curious, who else, like in other faculties, would be good on a podcast? Can I can I Sorry. name a few? You sure can. I can. name a few. Of my oh. one of my one of the one I want the most to oh, be. Oh, I want the. There's my, one guy from MRU I want. You know, you know who he is. I can't. Oh remember. yeah, I can't. Um, why can't I remember his name now? Oh man, he teaches. Uh, he does like a lot of history of agriculture stuff. Um, yeah. Um, um, fuck. I'm gonna look it up, but anyway. Joe. Um, Joe. Joe. Joe Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Anderson, Joe Anderson is awesome you've yeah. met him annie you've met him joe anderson is awesome he's come he's to like tru because i met him at php uh oh, once or twice I do remember something yeah he's really handsome um from what i remember <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, sorry um, that's not helpful but he um he <laughs> <laughs> that might help him get on the podcast but <laughs> um but i remember meeting him because i remember meeting him at the wine and cheese in the um in uh, common grounds and then, cause he'd come, it was my last year. It was my last year of PHP. Oh, yeah. And I met him there and he was at the conference because yeah, yeah. MRU sent a lot of people that year. Yeah, um, yeah. And cause actually a girl that I met from MRU there, I ended up, she ended up starting her master's in Saskatoon the same time I did. So we actually kind of yeah. like linked up, but I remember him and I ran into him again, actually at one of Teresa's things cause she was from MRU yeah. and he was like, oh, right, PHP. So I'm hoping he remembers that cause he'd be dope to have on the podcast. But anyway, yeah, he'd be there. awesome. He'd be awesome. Uh, the other guy, the guy that I really, 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 really want to be on the show is a man named Sean England. Uh, he was my favorite. He's not like, I don't think he's like super well known. Like, I, I don't think he goes around doing conferences at other yeah. places. Um, but he t taught like all of the American history classes he taught pretty much. And the reason why is because his uh, studies are in Latin American history. And his explanation is the Americans keep popping up in Latin America all the time. It's like a <laughs> like bad the, weed. It's like a, never mind. I won't go into any more analogies. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he, he, uh, he was my favorite teacher at MRU. He was the best. And he, I, I had him like more than any other prof. I specifically tried to get in classes just to be with him because he was yeah, so yeah. cool. So yeah. he taught me two of my American history classes that I had to take. Uh, uh, and two Latin American history courses. Wow. And then uh, one of my uh, seminars. Okay. So the last paper I ever wrote as a student was for his class. Kevin just went face first into my nachos. <laughs> and he, he's, he's awesome. And, I would, and I'm like, I really want him to be on the show, but we're not doing like Latin American history. Yeah. Yes, yet. Yeah. So, but I'd love to have him on because he can talk. Like, yeah, we have lots. Just, of, we have lots of content to come. So yeah. it's not. Like he also he has a mustache and a kind of a, a an imperial. 
Ooh. And then he shaves the rest. It's awesome. He looks like a he looks like a Union general from the Civil War. Wow. Yeah, it's he's he's rad. He's pretty rad. Um, but yeah, he's definitely the guy I want the most. I can't really think of any. Oh, there's one other. I I uh, Mr. Brownsy Keith Brownsy is a political science professor, and he was awesome. Oh man, Rob cool. Hanlon would be dope to have on a podcast. And that's the, I keep coming back to his name. Oh, I love him. He could you know, like if you went into something about like there's cultural, so many things cultural honestly. and political differences between China and yeah Canada. So you know, yeah, so uh, Jonah Rob is uh, he was a politics professor. He started in my third year, I think. I think that's um, right. And uh, he has like an incredible amount of experience in like Asia in particular, like mm. huh, very he also teaches at Royal Railroads. Yeah. Royal yeah he's at Railroads too. Yeah. yeah. Um, My mom went to Royal Roads. Nice. There you go, Link. So, and also- I, Well, I had a class with Rob, like I stayed in touch with him a little. Well, he's been doing a podcast, I think for one of his classes. Oh, has he? Oh. Cool. I should I look up with so. him. He's cool. he was doing it, I would hear him in his office and he said, yeah, I do this podcast. Nice. I it doesn't can't. surprise me. He's like yeah. him and Wilson were like the people I thought of first because of just like age first, particularly. Um, yeah. But also because they were like really big on Twitter before academic Twitter was kind of more of a thing. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I would like to have uh, have them. Um, You'd be brilliant at it, Michael. I gotta ask Michael. I gotta get Michael for sure. Oh, for oh. sure. Well, I would definitely love to get Keith Brownsey on now because yeah, this is a guy. He was he. There's. Uh, archive footage of him being interviewed when Pierre Trudeau died uh, for like CBC. So he was giving an analysis of like what this means. So that's how like he would be like he's been interviewed like when something big happens like when Peter he's he met Peter Lougheed and interviewed him like he's just been in the that the like political science world for (laughs) decades and like knows all sorts of people and all sorts of things. Yeah, Annie, do you cool. know people who do like sort of like, I guess, natural history, but like, so the reason I'm thinking of this, so in our next season, we actually, we're going to do an episode on like the history of paleontology in Alberta. Ooh. And we want to, cause we want to link up with the Tyrell somehow. Uh, I don't really have, I don't have a name there. I can tell you a story about Kent State and sure. the Lucy skeleton. If Let's you do want. it. Yeah. Why not? I can, tell, I can tell you that story right now, but otherwise I don't have any name for that. That's so okay. I didn't think you I was I an sure. undergraduate. I was at Cleveland State and uh, I was taking a paleo, no, it was a medical anthropology course because I was toying between majoring in history or majoring in anthropology, specifically archaeology, paleontology, archaeology. You chose the right field? Eh, I think so. At least there's more yeah, money. Yeah, you definitely did as a historian so myself. Yeah, so far. So <laughs> one of my instructors was um, just a fresh PhD, and he had gotten his a lot of his doctoral work in paleontology and medical anthropology under, I think it was with Don Johansson. So Don Johansson was uh, the one who discovered uh, Lucy. So Lucy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The skeleton from Tanganyika that they found back in the, I think the 80s, 70s. So she was like, she saw, her skeleton solved a lot of the missing link or- She, she, she was the most, she, she's like person. the most complete 
yes. tyrannosaur skeleton ever found? Not a tyrannosaur, it's human. Like not human, but oh, she's human. in the evolutionary chain. Oh, I'm thinking the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah Lucy's also a tyrannosaur, a, yeah. Yeah, not a relative of Kevin. No. Sorry, Kevin. Sorry, Kevin. That we know of. looking for his ancestors all the time. A single tear. A single tear, Annie. A single tear just oozed out of sight. Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> so, no, she was, she is a, it's a female skeleton. And when they found her, it moved the conversation in a more uh, substantial way with a little bit more evidence in a direction pointing to filling in a gap in the story of human evolution. evolution. So Don Johansson was affiliated with Kent State, if I'm not mistaken. And he worked with Owen Lovejoy, which is, and Lovejoy is a yeah. huge name in paleoarchaeology, anthropology, paleontology. So my instructor was telling us a story that Don Johansson, I believe, and my instructor, they had the skeleton in its crate, its box, not a big thing. Not, not like a full-size human skeleton t of today, much tinier. Mm -hmm. And they had put the box or the crate in the back of a station wagon. And my instructor and a pal of his, who also was in the grad program, they were driving around the station wagon and they kind of forgot that she was back there. <laughs> and they took the station wagon in to a mechanics because it was supposed to get service for something and they left it. They left the stage wagon there. And they only remembered like, I don't know, the next day or I don't remember how, it was some time before they remembered, oh, shit, we've left this missing link in the back of this vehicle at the mechanics. And there she is. And they, they like scurried they scurry to, to get back to the mechanic and rescue this crate. Like Lucy is like the, one of the most phenomenal finds in paleontological history. How did I get on this topic? Uh, Cause I asked you about if you knew any people who did history oh, of paleontology. Yeah. <laughs> this is what other nonsense is about. Just getting onto topics for no reason. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Okay, so you ask me if I don't, but I do know that story. That's a cool story, though, so I appreciate okay. that. Well, but yeah, I like, do it, totally. That's fine. But, be um, but yeah, so because we like last June, this is where we, this is Kevin's origin story. So oh, yeah, yeah. So we went to Tyrell, which have you ever been to Tyrell? No, I want to go so bad. You should come it's and awesome. we'll take you. We'll, oh, we'll take you on our own personal tour. You'll get to meet where see where Kevin's from. Oh, I'd love to. The big Kevin T-Rex. Oh, how cool is that? Yeah. Um, so, which I, cause there's another T-Rex I also named Kevin. Um, <laughs> and yeah. um, so I've been to Tyrell like hundred, like honestly, I've probably been there like 40 times in my life. Cause all through my childhood, my grandparents hosted through the Catholic church, they hosted exchange students from Japan. And yeah. so every summer we took them there. So I've been so many times Wow. and like they've changed it around. It's, it's cool. But so we went there and we just did some videos. Um, I'll send you a link to the video, but we just did like a video and of us like going around the museum <laughs> and uh, it was no, not educational yeah, whatsoever. But it's funny. Not and, and then that's when we got Kevin's because we were had to, obviously you close, you exit through the gift shop. And so I saw Kevin. Oh, and yeah, Kevin was like, she saw, she saw a child running around with him. Not really. I saw someone standing there with him because he's a snap bracelet. Oh yeah. That's why so, you nicely around your beer mug. 
Exactly. You can. Yeah. Okay. Well, he likes beer. And my bong. He also likes weed. Um, oh, um, very you ever have, have I showed you my Ibid tattoo? Yeah, I've seen that before. I love that. It's the nerdiest shit in the world. Um, the, the tattoo artist is a little bit confused. Yeah, He's like, it's okay. the, ner- the nerdiest shit in the world until we get our, our logo tattooed on us. Yeah. That'll yeah. be nerdy. Dev's yeah. doing that, though. It's 100% yeah. happening. Um, but yeah, no, I, so that's how we, we went there, but we want to actually do a real episode. And so I'm actually, our plan is to actually reach out to the museum and see if they wanted to do like a little interview about their history yeah. and stuff. Which we'd um, love to do. The world is your freaking oyster. Yeah. There's so much out there you can do. One, one quick funny story about Kevin is uh, my dad, maybe about a month after we got him, uh, my dad was like, why is the dinosaur named Kevin? And I was like, because he looks like a Kevin. And my dad, my dad was just like, okay. And he just, he just, <laughs> he just accepted it because that's the only answer we're ever gonna give. That's all, all we're gonna say ever. And you, you follow us on Instagram, don't you, Kenny? Yes. Yeah. So did you see like all of our adventures in this like last summer when we like took him to like, the brewery, like to uh, on the brewery tour and stuff? I think I saw some pictures. I think so, I also saw some from the Tyrell when you first got him. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. So there's pictures. And then we took him to, um, so this one brewery in Calgary, they're called New Level Brewing. Uh, they're a, so it's a heavy metal brewery. Um, also, ironically, the owners has a, one of the owners has a philosophy degree. So it is my spirit oh, wow. animal of breweries. Oh, cool. um, <laughs> yeah, they're good people, but they were having an anniversary party and they made this uh, Black Forest donut uh ipa it was really good Ooh. it was really tasty it was super fruity it was really good but anyway they put actual donuts in the beer too it was it was really good and uh but i knew one of the brewers there because he used to work for the brewery that i work for and so we were all there having beers and whatever and the brewers were like loving kevin like it was we had kevin with us and we were just like fucking around and we we're kind of and we were kind of drunk yeah. Yeah. There's so, a video of him pole dancing on the umbrella yeah, outside. Yeah. And so then later on, and the brewers yeah. like were loving this. They were like, this is hilarious. And so we're all sitting outside having beers and just doing this shit. And then it we went inside. Or one of the brewers was like, oh, like let's put him in the lauder ton. So I was like, okay. So we took him, we went inside to the brewery and because they're and so we put him inside the lauder ton, which is one of the brewing tanks essentially. So that was a brewing tank. Yeah. So a lot of So there's there's two there's when you brew beer there's the kettle ton and there's there's a mash ton and the uh, lauder ton. Oh and, boy. And um, it's their German names. And so one of them is basically like you. That's where you make your mash, and then the other is the kettle where you do your boil. So okay. The mash ton is where you put all your barley and stuff in, and then the water, and that's what you make your liquid or your original liquid, and then you transfer yeah. it into the ke- into the kettle, and that's where you boil it. But anyway. Ah, okay. Um, so they put him inside the lauder ton on one of the rakes, which rakes the, the barley. And there was nothing in it because they were closed. They weren't brewing. Yeah. And so we put him in there and turned it on. So I have a video of him spinning around on it. <laughs> <laughs> Very slowly spinning around. So it's on, it's on Instagram too. It's pretty funny. So, so, so after this, did they have to do a complete sterilization procedure? They in- would have to, but they would before they brew next anyways. Good. Okay. Yeah. No, no. no so. So Kevin's not the cause of the coronavirus. Any, no. Okay. So with okay. with brewing up. with the tanks, like with tanks, you clean them like after every brew anyway, and then you generally have to do a sani and everything before you start brewing. So like that's good. Yeah. 
uh, 80, um, the joke about brewing is that 80% of brewing is cleaning. I believe it actually. Because beer is like very easy to infect. And yeah. so, because well, I might- have had a Kevin infused IPA. <laughs> yeah. So I actually turned him into, well, you've seen the, the phone wallpapers, right? So I turned yeah. him into a cat, into a cartoon. Well, you've seen one of them. I made four. I made four more or three others other than the one you saw. Oh my God. Um, but they're for Patreon subscribers only. So that's why um, I made okay, them. I'm going to have to join in as a Patreon. Uh, yeah. I would have anyway, but I will now. Anybody listening, anyway, I'm gonna do it now. So I, uh, you should I made these Kevin ones. So now, like, we could totally make a custom beer because I have a digitalized Kevin, yeah. and we could make a Kevin beer label. Oh, that'd be brilliant! Why not? She, she made one. One of them. Uh, spoilers. It's uh, of Kevin in ancient Rome, Greece, or Greece. That's ancient the fucking Greece. Parthenon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, 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 I wanted to give him a beard and make him Socratic, Kevin, but. Right. That's what I mistook it for. I mistook it for Rome. So I said six Sempris Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> and she's like, well, that would work if it was Rome, but this is oh, Greece. And I was like, oh, well, I tried. Yeah, you were like, getting close. You're yeah, getting close. I, I tried. I don't do ancient history. I know. Neither do I. I know. I know. We're, we're dreading the day that <laughs> we have like, to do. And he's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> we're, dread, we're dreading the day that we have to do ancient Greece, to be honest, because we're like, fuck. <laughs> I just don't care. Yeah, we <laughs> weren't. You'll be fine. You'll be well, fine. I don't. It's not that I don't care. I just don't. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'll uh-huh. be honest. I, if Wilson Bell ever listens to this, I'm, I'm sure we have already <laughs> said this to him. But I, I just the thought of taking Soviet or Russian history it oh, just man. cross my. It's eye my wall. jam. That is my thing. Like yeah. so, Wilson. Know, so okay. I, so Annie, I, I have a story to yeah, tell you. But for me, I'm just like this is so depressing. Because in the, their history, there always there's always like <laughs> there's always an imposter, and then there's always this the the kid what? who's the heir yeah. who's gonna who oh oh oh, and then they think oh okay well the kid will come back and he'll be the king the true tsar or and then they're always hoping no. for like a better outcome. It's and a pretty it's sad never history. A good outcome ever 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 ever. No. Okay, well, yeah, that's but just mine. It's interesting to me anyways. Uh, I like it. Uh, yeah, I'm really sad because I never got to take class with Wilson, but oh, I was yeah. so mad because they finally started offering Russian history and I never got to take class with him, but yeah. Russian history was like my favorite thing. Like I've been, going to Russia was like the, one of the best experiences for me because I was right. like, I've been, I'd been obsessed. So I was just like, yeah, never got to take a class with him. But um, it is, it is what it is with interest though. Like for instance, like we're absolutely avoiding Rome like the plague like yeah. <laughs> we, we did the crusades i'm We're avoiding i'm avoiding the fall of rome like a gas station bathroom i am good. oh man <laughs> um i do speaking of rome i do have a funny anthropology story mm-hmm. okay and uh although Lindsay, you have a story sorry no i'm good okay uh so during one of my classes this guy came in to kind of give a talk at the beginning but he was it was more like he was He's like, I teach uh, anthropology course at, I think, UFC or something like that. And he's like, uh, I teach an anthropology course. I uh, My studies were on uh, Pompeii. He's like, I wrote my PhD in Pompeii. I worked in Pompeii. Like, I did, like, I studied so much in Pompeii and whatnot. So he's like, I, I, I basically asked me anything. And, and uh, like, people were asking actual questions about the course and about Pompeii. And my question... I was like, is it true that the first thing that was discovered at the site was 
uh, statue of Pan having sex with a goat. And he looked so annoyed with me. <laughs> and then he's like, yes, it's true. That's what they found. That was the first thing they found. But this is like, other, and he like kind of went into other things. That, that, You're like, um, I, I don't that, care. I'm just, I'm good now. That's all I wanted to know. <laughs> well, then he, he was like going into other things and I felt bad. Like I did feel bad because I'm like, um, I was like, wow, this guy's going to like, this guy like fucking, this guy's going to be like, don't take my fucking class. Get out. Get Basically, out. Yeah, well, he's like, don't, don't take my class. He's going to like see that I, yeah, I'm going to walk into the first class and he's like, get the fuck out. Yeah, you're not welcome here. Um, so, yeah. that, but I like, I like talk to my teacher. I'm like, I'm like, I should, I, I feel like I should apologize. And like, this is someone, someone my teacher knew, like he was, yeah. she was friends with him. I was like, I feel like I should apologize. And she's like, he's fine. <laughs> I'm so used to that question. <laughs> I think that was why he was so annoyed. Like, well, he's just like, oh, there's so much great stuff that we found out about Pompeii, but everyone's worried about Pan fucking a goat. Exactly. So, but like, literally they had, like, that is like a fact. That was the first thing that they found. Yes. And uh, they actually... They've actually, it's one of the statues that they have on display at the Pompeii exhibit, but it's in a special room where all the naughty things are. The naughty, yes, I know yeah. they do. So I went through Pompeii two summers ago and they took us through uh, one of the brothels and they could tell it was a brothel because it had on the walls, on the walls, they had tons of these. They, they found little, I don't think they're painted. Are they painted or are they in tile? They're painted, I think all the paintings of different positions that a customer could actually ask for <laughs> you can point to that and say i want that and they had all the all the different off the rooms and they showed us the beds that they were on because the beds were all these stone beds and you put a mat on top of the stone bed and i'm like oh that looks uncomfortable so it's like it was like literally going to a mcdonald's and looking at the menu yeah, board like that oh one. my god and then that one and then if you wanted to find the brothel, one way to find one, the, this one brothel was that you look down at the gutters and the gutters would often have these uh, carvings carved into the sidewalk above the gutter and it was a phallus symbol and it was pointing in the direction, go this way, go down this alleyway and you will get to that. <laughs> Amazing. I'm just like, are you kidding me? Well, <laughs> this is they so keep, awesome. They, they keep finding, apparently they keep finding a lot of uh, Roman graffiti. Oh, there's- Like stuff. all over the place. And it's like literally stuff like Brutus has a big dick. And then yes. like underneath it's Constantine's is bigger. Yes. Like shit like that. And it's like, wow, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. No. Humans are still human. Like they're yeah. still drawing, like people are still, they were drawing penises on walls in all Roman time. times. Okay, Annie, since we don't do enough medieval or ancient history, what would you like us to do then? Oh gosh! Don't uh, say the I, fall of Rome. Do not no, no, say no. the fall of I Rome. Say you should do something thematic. Instead of doing the fall of Rome, which has been done like a trillion times, why don't you do something that's more of a theme, that in which you capture part of the Roman aspect and other falls? I mean, that's sort of what we did with this uh, this this season on the fall of communism. Yeah. But anyways, but aside from that, like. Well, like, why don't you do something like um, technology, like medieval technology or medieval magic or ancient Roman or the Antikythera device? Do that. 
Do you know what that is? Yes, I just had to think about it for a second, but yes, yes. I do. <laughs> like if you want to delve into that, why be so hard on yourself? Like I wouldn't do the fall room. I can't. No. And no. I know that there are probably Romans. Well, stars. the reason we don't want to isn't because we're scared to. It's because I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just not. I'm just not interested. I don't yeah. care. Like <laughs> one of the ideas that we did have is like we would do the day in the life of like a Roman citizen. So like for example, yeah. I would, I would like make up a male character, and then Lindsay would make up a female character, and they would either be from different classes. Yeah. Of Rome and like say uh, my character's poor and Lindsay's is like from a rich family. Yeah. And how that would go. Yeah, you could try that. Uh but based like what they would do on day to day life on yeah. like factual yeah. stuff that has been recorded. So yeah. Yeah. Do it but, in a yeah. way that's much more interesting than just I mean, I get it. The fall of Rome is it can be really provocative as a topic, but I wouldn't. I mean, I would no. not to dissuade you, but oh, you, you know, but in a way, but I would just. We say, don't need more dissuasion. Trust me. I know. <laughs> just, think more creatively. We need a lot more persuasion than dissuasion currently yeah. on how ancient about, history. At least me personally. Sex in the fall of Rome, or I don't know. Is it true that the Romans were all crazy because they drank out of lead pipes? Or, yeah, like technology. But if it were me and I could pick something, I would say. Like, I'm always really, really curious about. And that was actually my question. Again, Rome really had nothing yeah. to do with my question. <laughs> yeah. My question about what you do. I would say what, what, what I would love to see is an episode about, like, the history of beliefs in magic. Of the course you would. <laughs> that's that would actually think. interest me quite a bit. I'm just rousing you because that's your course. <laughs> <laughs> that actually really interests I'm me. Dump it. Bit. I'm That'd be right, awesome. I'm, promoting i'm on my junket my Good. <laughs> that's what i'm saying john i was just like i'm just kidding because that's actually your course and i've taken it yeah. so like yeah i yeah. guess yeah we should uh wrap up because we've almost been going for three hours yeah my um, husband's probably going to be like okay come on got shit fuck. to do yeah i still have um, more marking to do too oh dear <sighs> are these like long papers too no these are I, exams. I wrote oh the oh yeah, I wrote a game for Modern Britain, a role-playing game. We didn't get to finish it, but the because we couldn't meet online, couldn't meet face to face anymore. So now I'm just marking their uh, portfolios. I had them do ah. electronic kind of digital portfolios, and so I'm just marking those, and it, it's fine. I do I do still get students who don't pay attention to the requirements specification sheet. <laughs> Which they gal get at the first week. Why are you class? looking at me? I I listened. Like, I know. I only mark those who speak in ye old English. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like when? Okay. So here, I'll just leave you and your listeners with this question: If you get a piece of paper that says you have to do these things, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, right? And and the instructor tells you. If you don't do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, you're going to lose major marks and you may actually fail. I reserve the right to do that if you don't deliver. You get the sheet. You not only get the physical sheet, you get it on your digital site. And at various points throughout the whole term, the instructor goes through the whole sheet again, step by step, and says, you have to do each of these things. You must do these things. This is what I'm saying. You want a grade. This is how you do it. 
Okay, I'm giving you the answer. Would you not think before you hand in your stuff oh, that you actually look at the damn sheet and make sure that you check that shit off? Like, why would you, why would you even, like, what the, like, really? Yeah. Why? And now I'm done because I got nothing else. <laughs> um, okay, before we go then, is there anything you'd like to plug? Like, what are you working on? Uh, um, well, I'm, I did just have an article than come out anything, in The Conversation, which is The Conversation Canada. It's an online journal that is a, like a public magazine. It's about uh, heroes and why heroes are not heroes and the effects of PTSD, particularly for first responders mm. um, and war veterans. Um, and then- Do you have a link to it? Uh, I will send you the link so you can put it yeah. up on your Thanks. Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll share it and for you. Your Instagram. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's very easy to read. It's, it's not like, if you're, if you look at the conversation online magazine, it. I've, I've it's very, sure it. yeah, everything is very accessible. Yeah. Okay. It's meant to be that way. So it, it's, I liked writing and it was good. And then I've got a, a couple more articles that I'm working on just on, um, PTSD, um, and, uh, shell shock type stuff for, uh, military men in the 17th century. I'm writing an article for a journal on um, what's it called? Ooh, the war experience. Um, I'll have to send you that link as well. And but that won't be published. I I don't think until later in the year. And I'm just still continuing to do work on that. And I I welcome feedback, particularly in response to the conversation article. Cool. Anyone, literally, or anyone who has has anything to say about PTSD in any form, trauma, you know, experiencing that sort of thing. Um, I would love to have more input on that. It's, it's way bigger than only first responders or veterans. Yeah. Way, 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 way bigger. So I'm all interested in hearing from people. Cool. So there's my plug. Sweet. Um, what else was I going to ask you? Oh, yeah. Uh, will you talk up this experience to other professors and tell them to join us? I don't think so. <laughs> Get off my podcast. She spent like the whole, like half the podcast saying she would. Shush. I would totally do that. I've already done it. I will do it again. I will totally do it again. Perfect. Absolutely. Uh, no, cool. Um, awesome. Any other questions for us or anything? No. Just, just advice. Wash your hands and don't touch your face. Yeah. Okay. That's, That's good. Um, difficult. Just a couple I've other. I've that a million times since I've been on here. So, couple other things to look forward to this season. Uh, we're doing by special request of my brother, which he's probably going to regret. Oh lord! Uh, the history of the Northwest Mountain Police and RCMP. Ooh. My Actually, our brother. Canadian, our Canadian history topics, Annie, for this season are going to be pretty on point. If you want to hear. Oh it. yeah. Um, I'm in. We'll listen. My brother is an RCMP officer. Oh, nice. Um, but I have a feeling he's not going to like that he asked us to do this topic. Like, I don't know. I'm nervous. He got, we got, I told him about the fruit machine, uh, which is uh, when you get to our episode on LGBT rights in Canada, I talk about this thing called the fruit machine. Okay. I'm in. And it, it is a, it was a machine, quote unquote, that was meant to detect if a person was gay so that they would be taken out of the, um process of becoming an rcmp officer 
Oh, for Lord's sake. And uh, I'm going to say this right now because it's ridiculous logic, but I was telling Nick about this. And Nick, Nick's like, yeah, it's stupid. Like that is, it is so stupid that that was used. Like it's, it, it doesn't make sense. And I'm like, explain to him how it worked. And he's like, that's, that's super stupid. I'm like, I know, like it really is. And I said that this thing was used up until the 90s. Oh, Lord. Like it was limited by the 90s. And he's like, nah, that's not true. And I'm like, yeah, it is. Like it is. And he's like, well, unless the RCMP website says it, it's not true. And I'm like, that's the last fucking place they're going to say it. it. Like, yeah, seriously. For the information. <laughs> so it's like, mm, um, so there. You should have an episode on critical thinking skills. <laughs> yeah, I thought about a side project after, again, we have more shows doing like an actual philosophy podcast and yeah, doing some stuff like that. Yeah, that'd be really be handy. Cool, yeah. Talk about pragmatic and yeah. I would like to have my brother on the podcast. I don't think he'd be, a, I, I don't think he could though, because. No, probably not. Uh, work, maybe so. not in his guise as our scene. No, which I understand. Yeah, I, I understand. Other, I would like the to other, have him on. The other episode I think in Canadian history that I'm most excited for for next season is uh, we're going to do a history of the clan in Canada. Ooh. Yeah. A lot of dark episodes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That season, we, we were just like, well, uh, oh, God. Uh, what the hell? Uh, do it. Fuck it. Yeah. Throw it in the fuck it bucket. We're all depressed yeah, anyway. Basically. I mean, um, there's some happy ones like uh, history of uh, Canadian comedy. Tommy Douglas will be good. Tommy Douglas, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, paleontology is cool. Dinosaurs are dope. Yeah, everyone loves are. dinosaurs except for uh, evangelical people. And asteroids. And True. asteroids. Yeah. yeah. Well. Kevin's not worried about this pandemic because he won't shut up about asteroids. Something, something, asteroids. Yeah, it's like we, we get it. Anyway. Got it. Got it. Anyway. Uh, thank, you, thank you so much for your time, Annie. Yeah, thank you so oh, much. Uh, it was awesome. We took up way too much of it, so I appreciate it. That's all right. It's, it's only grading. <laughs> she would have been uh she would have been bashing mega people on Facebook otherwise, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh no, I'll I'll just hold off. I'll hold off. Okay. Well, uh, good luck with uh with with the grading. Thank you very and much. Everything. Well, uh, when we stop recording. We'll uh, give you some instructions too on how okay. to convert this file. <laughs> okay. Thank oh, you yeah, yeah. much. It's been yeah. a pleasure. Thank yeah. you so much. It was, it's been awesome. We can't wait to have you back. Oh, I can't wait to be back. It'll Sweet. be great. Well, soon. Glorious revelation. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. I'm in. Sure. All right. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, right. Thank you so much. Have a good day, everybody. This is Jonah. Lindsay. And our special guest. Annie. Yeah. Thank you so much, everybody. <laughs> have yourselves a great day.